That is the intro song to a podcast that occurs every week, usually on Wednesdays. You guys on the East Coast, I think, get it earlier than the guys on the West Coast. I think that's how that works. Oh, I'm supposed to say that I'm Sean. Um, and I'm joined. I am I, I am I'm a fraction of a podcast. Um, and for today's purposes, we have another fraction. His name is Johnny Bear. John, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I forgot to say you're a better fraction because I usually call you a better half and stuff. It's quite over. It's quite all right. I know you meant it in spirit, and it's true. It's very you're good. Hard. Thank you. It's not often that we record, or it's been it's been a that I've got to see you recording. And if you just heard that, um, our dear friend, the homie. Chris is back today. Check it out. And his, he, well, I'm thinking we might have to call you like a, a roast. Oh, like a retired oh. host or something or coffee or something. I don't, we're going to get there. But when you popped in, you know, in discord, when you talk, the other video comes in and your video looks way better than John's video. <laughs> That's a true story. Let's just be honest here. It's way better than yours too. It probably is. I'm I'm rocking a yeah no because I'm rocking a 720p Logitech and you're rocking the 1080p. Is that right? HD. I can go up to 1080 if I want. Yeah, to. if you wanted to. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, Chris, you go. You guys know Chris. How you doing, Chris? Yeah. He, hey guys. He didn't do it. I like how like if you all knew we spent like 10 minutes about talking about feeling authentic and you know natural. And we're trying something new, and within five seconds, that went out the window. <laughs> well, that was, um, you know, let's break down the show wall real quick. That was, I did that on purpose. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is part of what I, the shtick, it is what it is. Now, let's put the wall back up because they don't need to know things. What I don't like is that, I, all right, so I, I just told you guys I get to see John and Chris does too. Chris, what do we see John doing right now? And he's we just <laughs> looking at Steam videos, and and I think no, no I think no, he's on I'm Games Pass now. Well, I'm we used to we used to we used to not. Uh, at least I didn't. He didn't always cam up. Ooh, that sounds sexy. If um, you want to know why I left for real, Sean, it was because Clarissa sent me video of him doing this one day, doing this in the background. Well, and I was he, like, well, if, if I'm not worth his time and attention, then you know I'm out. Well, in Studio Two, and your your apartment was Studio Two because technically Studio One was. Chris, Chris, the other Chris's house, that yeah. dungeon that we recorded in studio two, we weren't allowed to really do this. You, you had a big TV that at will, we could pull up a video or something. Um, yeah. but that was a group effort. But now that John has his own station and he's got a new cam set up it, uh, you, you ever watched college football? Of course you do. The, um, the thing that comes on Saturday, the, pr- the pregame, you know, college you like football. the bear cam. He's the bear. He's got the bear. He's the bear. <laughs> he's got the bear angle, and oh, he's wearing shorts God. like the bear does. John, do you feel weird that one we're talking about you, and two that this past weekend, you know, your team is the University of Georgia when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. Chris is Chris and mine is the University of Alabama, and we technically roll tied before COVID. We should have had uh, games played this weekend, I believe. We well, were supposed to play USC this Saturday. Yes. Oh, so I haven't kept up exactly. What is the official position of the SEC right now? Uh, only nine twenty six, nine twenty six, and only conference games. Ten conference games. Hmm. And we uh, and just for the record, what yeah. is a conference? Just kidding. 
<laughs> see John Acott now. Um, there was a good uh, SEC short that came out today of like Texas A&M's year where when the schedule came out back in February originally, they were so excited because their SEC East opponent this year was just supposed to be Vandy. And like their out of conference <laughs> game for once, they weren't playing like a, they weren't playing a Clemson or oh something else that they booked like six, seven years ago. And then now it's like, oh yeah, by the way, so okay. you lost those Who's easy that? games you wanted. Am um, I the only one that hears that? Yeah, I don't hear anything. Uh, but oh, no. he, he's like, uh, I lost, you know, lost all these easy out conference games. And then they added Tennessee and Florida to their schedule. Yeah. So, uh, and no, no, listen. No offense to Vanderbilt football. Uh, Georgia fans know how Vanderbilt can beat you on any given Saturday. So, John, respects to you as well. But they're just – they're not known as a football powerhouse. They play baseball well. I believe that the girls' uh, softball team is, I think, pretty uh, I think that what we say, Sean, is that they lift the conference's GPA up for us. For sure. They are definitely a smart school um, as far as the GPAs go, but, you know, it is what it is. Are they Ivy League? <laughs> no. no. Well, they they would be our Ivy League school if the SEC had one, I think. They would be the equivalent of Duke. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so weird. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. I, I, and to be honest with you, from a mental standpoint, not because of – you know, anything that's happened to me recently, but I just, I'm not in the mindset of football. Like I wouldn't, I would, I should say this. I wouldn't have been ready for football. Better be ready Thursday. What's Thursday? NFL. Oh, the NFL kicks off. Okay. So who plays? I can't remember who's kicking off this year on Thursday. It's probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Rams or chargers because they probably want to show off that new stadium. Boys, all three of us are sitting in front of, intelligent things called computers intelligent okay so we can we can go to google we can can do that nfl kickoff right Mm -hmm. uh let's see kick how do you spell kick oh there's a k there okay kickoff oh chiefs texans so you were wrong oh wow not doing that one you were all the way wrong so the two rich new quarterbacks are facing off huh yeah the official like you know super bowl champion chiefs which is the washington football team play I think we're playing Billy. We can like one? Google that. We can Google that. Let's see. Washington. Yeah, Are they me. making t-shirts? I like yeah. it. I like it. I don't think we football are. team. I'm sure we're just going to hold off for the year. Oh my God. Chris, you were right on Sunday, the 13th of September. Mm-hmm. Um, the Billy. Washington football team welcomes the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. to the, uh, to their stadium, to FedEx field. I, I have to say I do. They have the new helmets and everything. You know, so yeah. it's a change and all that, and I kind of like them. Good, yeah, they give me some nice Alabama slash USC vibes. Yeah, they're just they're just classic good old uh, decal yeah. number decals on their helmets. Like just I hope we don't have Washington COVIDs. I don't want to have any stripes or anything. I want them to be like Whoa. look like the 1930s team. Yeah, we're the new Notre Dame or something. <laughs> John, why did you look away when you said that one liner? <laughs> What? I'm sorry. The, the Washington pandemics is what they should be called. The pandemic. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to go there with that now. Is that yeah. what we're doing? They make me sick. I, we're only, uh, we're only pre-ranked, uh, preseason ranked, Sean. We're only uh, 31st out of 30, 
two teams. Really? Did you boys see that? I believe it was France, Spain, and another European country. Speaking of pandemics and COVID, they saw a rise in COVID recently, like last night yeah. today. I think like, yeah, what was it? Like Italy, what? The beginning when they really got bad back in February, it was the north part. And I think now finally they're having an outbreak in uh, southern Italy. So. Oh, no. If you have an area that hasn't been hit by the disease, it's. uh, It seems to make its way to you, right? Yeah. I mean, once it gets in there, if it starts spreading, it can still. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Luckily, we've been all right. Yeah, we're we're down to like twenty cases a day. So hopefully Well, I got it twice for you guys. And uh <laughs> Yeah, you did. So I wanna tighten that on up for you. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Take you. one for the team here. <laughs> <laughs> uh also on um I just went to CNN because I that's where I saw the story earlier today. No. Well you know, it you know <laughs> yeah, I just wanna say I just went to CNN. We're not politically tied to CNN or any Big other news. Um, but I, I did scroll down just now as we're talking and I did not know this, that Tesla shared their worst day ever as far wow. as stock. I think. Why? No, no, I don't know. You would think that's the one you want to go into, right? Is Mike, is Mike okay? I don't know. Friend of the show, uh, <laughs> who's never been on the show, Mike, I don't know if we've ever said his last name. He's been but, uh, between SpaceX. Tesla, oh my God. What is this? Stop. That's Elon Musk. Now I can hear all your stuff. Interesting. You can't do how that happens. <laughs> That was Elon Musk, so I don't know. So now it's noted that our new recording system picks up audio. Or so, if, you, uh, if you just have your audio from your PC going through, then yeah. Yeah, I have everything going through, like all the things. So uh, sorry about that. That was Elon Musk on the show. <laughs> <laughs> See, John, uh, Elon Musk, uh, <laughs> he's tied to SpaceX and Tesla. And... uh did you guys, uh, I didn't get the chance to ask you this. When the astronauts came home, did you guys watch that live feed from their SpaceX mission? I it, did not. It took me, now he was in the front row of of the control room down here on Earth. Mm-hmm. It took me about an hour and a half to realize it was Elon Musk. And then when I did, I went, how did I not see that was Elon Musk? <laughs> he was the only guy not zoned into the computer. He was like spinning around in his chair. <laughs> He's just doing all the things that the other guys would uh, not have been doing. So um, the reason, uh, by the way, he tanked is that uh, Tesla was excluded from the next round of a potential additions to the S and P five hundred. So that's why. Well, but yeah, eighty two billion gone, John. This is when you would say, "See, Sean, the S and P five hundred is." John. John's like, I don't know what the S&P 500 is. Imagine, imagine recording a podcast and you're rocking like wired iPod earbuds and you look away at a guy who's trying to give you a joke. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the S&P 500 is one of the uh, members of the stock exchange. The New York Stock Exchange? That one? Yeah, that's one oh. of the ones they, they track. That's nice. I, um, I recently saw on something I watched, that building, and I... I it reminded me how much I like buildings that are the architecture is like that of the New York stock exchange and how they're nestled in between like skyscrapers in the big cities where, where they like these kind of buildings, they're not going to ever tear them down, but they want to build the skyscrapers next to these buildings because they need every inch of space possible in big cities, right? Churches like the, uh, what's the church in New York, St. Patrick's cathedral. I think is the one I'm thinking of 
St. Pat's, same way. Like it's there, it's a church, and then it's tiny because in the middle of it's in the middle of the city. You know, it's I like that. You know, that's a fun fact of if you cared what Sean liked segment of the show. I had a great time. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was free, (coughs) and I just died. Oh my god! Did I just smoke weed? What COVID's back? Oh god. uh, so COVID's back. COVID's back. Should we joke about COVID yet? No, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so listeners won't know what I'm talking about now. John and Chris will. Um, are we, do we keep track of how long we've talked, Chris? No, I was just thinking about that. So we should do like, timers man, on our phones, huh? Yeah. I should probably remember to do that once we start the topic. Right. I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, I have the thing that's tracking the thing, so that's not a problem, right? But I mean, it could be. We don't know. Yeah. Um you can't, you can't just say it's not a problem, Chris. We don't know yet. It will be a problem. But John, what are you drinking? I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Sweet tea. I was going to point out, uh you know what I like, Sean? What do you like? The Boys season 2, which the first 3 episodes are out now. That's a that's really cool and again, What's cool. Hey, John. <laughs> Let's spoil the boys for Sean. Because Did you get the first season, Sean? I am. I don't know if I'm halfway through, but I'm. I'm pretty far in. I think I'm on episode five or six. I think there's yeah, there's eight. about eight episodes or something. Good deal. So I'm. I'm moving. I was. I was thinking that what what what's happening now? Mm-hmm. They can't stretch this out too much more. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna just have to see what happens. I will say that, but I got to complain about Amazon Prime and their viewing considering I hate, oh. I hate their uh their they don't resume mine won't resume i don't have a problem with that well what, what, did I, what did i do wrong i don't like the fact that a they divide up like instead of just having a one stream that can figure out what your max resolution is oh, right yeah. it's, then yes. adjust yeah. you have to literally look for the one that is uhd if you've got 4k um and then the other part I just don't like their their layout because it's just so muddled between things that are just prime originals versus not prime things that are available for rent things that are available for you know I guess early viewing because they're in theaters right now right all that is muddled there and it's just nowhere near yeah. yeah it's nowhere near as intuitive as like you know to their credit even though I don't think Disney plus is the greatest app, like the layout of that for the it's majority nice. of things it's that nice. people are looking for, yeah. it does it really nice. Don't speaking try of, Hulu. Speaking of which, gotten better. they just redid theirs. Yeah. Speaking of which, John, yeah. Chris, if you're fans of the Mandalorian, we don't have to wait, much, wait much longer for season two. Is it October 2nd, right? No, I think it's like 26th. <laughs> it's somewhere in October. It's October and we're already in September. So, there's I that. had I had I did not expect to get a new season this year for that show. I didn't either. Quite surprised. It almost feels like it was uh No, it was a year ago. Jeez. <laughs> I guess it was, I guess like it was November, right? November of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. John Favreau, uh Favre, he does not play around. Mm-mm. He gets things done and uh He got it, COVID twice doing this. What? What happened? What? What? COVID? No. I don't think he got COVID. No. John just says things. I say things. But Did I say it? them so well that people believe them. 
I just sound like, like I sound like there's a lot of authority behind my voice. I just like seeing Plus you I'm talk. Humble. I, I I was once told by a man that if you say you're humble, you're not humble. So I just want to point that out. You a humble But it is good to see you. You know, yeah. it it's been sparse, sparse, sparse. However you want to say it on your in your life, listener, you say it that way. I'm saying sparse. Okay. Anyone um, do anything fun this weekend? Uh, yeah. What'd you do, Sean? <laughs> I put up a porch, a screened-in porch in my house. No, no, no. I said fun. That was fun. I got to do some bonding with uh, the father-in-law. He drove down from Charleston for us. Nice. Uh, yeah, Pog. And, uh, you know, I got to see some family that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. What's uh, What did you say? I said Pog. What is that? Uh, you know that that's just uh, some just some Twitch speak. It just means you know, oh. it's good stuff. You know, Pog. Okay. Awesome. Hey, man. Yeah, Keep your age. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> well, uh, I have some. I have. I did something kind of fun. What'd you do, John? I had a reason, uh, and it happens from time to time. I had a reason to go do something at EB Games. Dude, you uh, ah, you saw it. <laughs> oh my god, it's the saddest thing ever. I, it affected me. Same. I had to walk out. I did talk to, I did talk to, I talked to Ricky. He wasn't there. He was, he, he, uh, he didn't, he said he did, wasn't sure if they were moving him to another store or, or what, but the, but the EB games, I think we, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. We have two game stops and one EB games. You're correct. Correct. That is leaving on the 26th of this month. When I was, when I was in there, it was already almost completely cleaned out. So I saw the signs and uh, and it opened up, up your eyes. You saw the signs. I was going to drag you up to get into the light. Where, um, but yeah, there was. I went in there just because I saw it. I just I was going to see if Ricky was there, and luckily he was. But well, it's crazy. Then I had to go over to the other GameStop and pre-order no. there. Would you oh. pre-order Mario? What Mario Thirty Five? <laughs> If no. you haven't pre-ordered that, you're not going to get a pre-order. Did you pre-order it? Yes. Oh, you could just buy it digitally. Yeah, you can do that too if you don't want all the cool stuff that comes physical. That's fine. There is no cool stuff that comes physical. Uh, yeah, it's called like uh, music and stuff. You may get that digitally. I'm not allowed to talk about this. This is in the news. It's okay, it's fine. man. It's fine. They don't, they don't it listen to you. until you get to the It's fine. Yeah, I, 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 went, I went to pre-order that. Good. Um, I, I think I brought it up to Chris one day that it was going out and he was like, wow. Uh, and then his next thing was, does John know? <laughs> and I, I thought I had told you at that point. Well, when I saw it, I have, I had no recollection. I didn't say Sean was right. I went, why didn't Sean tell me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that means I didn't tell you, but it, it, it is weird when you walk into a store that you're used to it being a certain way as far as the setup. Mm-hmm. And for me, it literally was bare walls. There was about four or five Nintendo Switch games that they still only want to have twenty percent off. Um, there was there was a few pops left, and the three employees that were working were sitting on stools and chilling. And Ricky's name did get brought up, but it was because Ricky wanted them to do something they weren't going to do or something like that. See, I would imagine a lot of the um, used games probably just and used anything probably just went and got shipped off to other stores, right? Because you would think so, but they still had a bunch of used names. Money on. So if like, if it's popular, then why not? Right. 
I like you got that's, a, that's you got a used copy of um <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that would be good. if I had a used copy of Spider-Man, right? That would be something that you could probably resell still if your your game stops so why discount it versus like all the pops that are just sitting up their regular price. I'm sure that's probably what they were focused on. We need to get that out the door. That's imminent. Well, again, you have logic and we're talking about a company that we've reported <laughs> has minimal logic this is true <laughs> well they don't want to send all their stock to other stores they want to try to move it out first if as yeah. best they can they, they and unless they unless they did a lot of moving stuff they were even there was even a sign on the wall that said um the fixtures you know, are for sale too the fixtures or the decorations or something you we we can negotiate on price for that stuff too yeah they want to get all that out that's yeah, so sad. Assets, and classic. I tried to explain to um, my wife You're you know that? that, yes, we have two more GameStops that will still be here, but it's not the same for me because my preference was that EB Games. Yes. It was always, it was a bigger space. You didn't feel so claustrophobic in there. It was quieter. Mm-hmm. I've been going there for, gosh, 15 years at the least. I, mean, I, I used to never go to that other GameStop. Like, since the days of Circuit City, that was always my spot. Was yeah. that EB game? Right, because you could hit up Circuit City, which was on the corner, and then just pop in the EB Games. Yeah, I have you looked at Circuit City? Never buy stuff, then go over to EB Games and buy stuff. <laughs> and I miss Circuit, Circuit City. City went out of business. Then I started going to EB Games, looking at stuff, and never buying stuff. And I would just go home and buy it on the PlayStation Store. And now EB Games is out of business. I'm thinking. It's crazy, right? Like we reported, like I said a minute ago, so many times that we thought this company was going to go down and we even said that we thought that EB Games might be the first one to go locally. And it took freaking, I believe, COVID-19 to take it out. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about it. It feels like for the entire run of this of this show. What is that? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. It's Craig's. Yeah, Craig's still going. We're rocking. We're good. We just heard you come and leave and people are like, they're, they're like, is my Discord open? Like, what just happened? They're looking around in their cars and their computers going, what just happened? But it's fine. It was Chris. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I just. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel, I feel bad for them. Um, I, the one good thing I was thinking about, though, today um, is that at least because Microsoft and Sony have been playing this chicken game, no one pre-ordered a console there, thank the Lord. Because. Uh, that could have been bad. Like I could have easily seen this thing uh, where everyone puts their PS5 and Xbox Series X orders in there. They go, we're closing the store. We were canceling uh, these these pre-orders, <laughs> and they're just gone. You know. So. I think Sean has something to tell us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, are they going to email me or what? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, one not- quick one quick thing. Um, uh, there's something out. There's something going on, like out outside in the yard where our dogs are having a reaction to something as they're out there and they get like, and they get like splotchy skin and things like that. So all of our dogs right now, you know, we've bathed them. We've been using ointments and wipes and things like that just to keep their skin clean and, and, and stuff. So we've got all of our dogs walking around the house in, in cones. (laughs) So don't, I don't need to get too crazy since I did not know. Holy crap. Oh, are they allergic to like the ragweed or something that's going on? It's something, are, I don't know. It's something to do with, um, some sort of 
my uh, some sort of I, thing going on in our yard. I don't know what it is that's affecting. My Penny parents, been okay? My parents' dog has that. Like during the summer, it gets pretty bad for him, especially this time of year. Like where it just causes a lot of skin irritation. Plus, they they were they've been chewing on the they've been chewing on their butts <laughs> close to their tail, which is why we got them the cones because we needed them to start. They were they were chewing. Burgess has a bald spot on his butt. Oh, I'm no, I know everybody wanted to hear that. Thank you for tuning in. But uh, yeah, but it's as soon as one of them walks by, I I, I was gonna share it with y'all. <laughs> Chris, uh, Penny been okay? She's doing what Penny does. She's doing all right. Just wanting to go oh, for a walk earlier and earlier. Uh, I didn't hang out with her this weekend, by the way, that much. I so did. What, what'd you do? I went and floated the river this week. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. But yeah. you didn't do the. So for context, we live in a place where we now have our river was kind of transformed into, if you wanted it to, you could do like whitewater rafting. And it's kind of like a pretty good spot from what I hear. You didn't do that. You did a different kind of river thing, right? No, we did. Like it was a bunch of us, uh, basically from uh, John moved his camera and we got to see the dog uh, and John. Basically it's further down from the rapids um and the idea is like 18 of us got together hooked up a bunch of air tubes got a yeah got a board to put some coolers on and got a speaker and just went down the river and drank some beer relaxed got some sun there was a uh, hot you just the best part is when it gets hot you just get out of your tube and into the water you got yourself a life jacket so you're just floating and you went to the chattahoochee river dude i did okay Hey, don't touch Chris for like six to eight months, okay? <laughs> I might have mercury poison. There was a movie. Chris is officially, he has COVID, he has E. coli, <laughs> and he has mercury poisoning, all three. There was a very disturbing movie, and if you know it, do not say the name out loud, guys. You know how Chris said 18 of us got kind of hooked together? <laughs> there was a movie. And there was like more than one of these movies. There's two sequels to that. Holy Lord Jesus. I couldn't I couldn't go past two. Uh I like I the would... South Park uh parody <laughs> where he continuously asked Kyle if he would rather him eat the cuta fish or the tapioca <laughs> pudding. And he just completely eats the cuta fish. Oh my god. Some things you can't uh, and the movie, why did that even need to be the thing? There was the first movie I kind of liked the story that was going on. We didn't need all that stuff. You know, by the way, just looking at my clock, I feel like this is already the longest opening. Ever. It's fine that we're, we're grooving. Everything's we're, we're feeling the groove thing. I, um, I think you leaving made you feel like, uh, like the, just a minute ago where you beat back in mm-hmm. that. I don't know, but we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to tighten up, you know, we'll, we'll get the, yeah. uh, yeah. Tight like nap booty. What? Um, <laughs> That's pretty tight. Um, we'll put a timer on, and if yeah. we had to guesstimate, we have no. Normally, we're like, "Hey, we're about to go into the topic." Uh, you know, we'll say, "Yeah, we've been talking for twenty six minutes." I have no idea how long we've been talking, but it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be a a good one, right? Yeah, I you think. Wanna, so does that mean we're going? I think. Uh, there's that noise again. What the fuck is that? I have no idea. Oh my well, god! Only you hear it. I know. Yeah, I know. There it is again. What the? F- yeah, let's uh, let's make a mark on our on our on our new homeboy, and uh, let's kind of get ready to do that. If you guys are, you guys are, and we're good. 
Doom. I'm ready. And uh, so Chris, Chris is Chris is here. Chris played a game. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're familiar with this show, this is our topic for the week. And the topic for this week should not surprise you. It is none other than the uh, highly anticipated Square Enix game, Marvel Avengers. Yeah. Marvel Avengers. And I got a taste of what Chris felt about this game hanging out with him this week. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, you do you not? Oh, you yeah, weren't drunk. Right. Yeah, yeah, you weren't drunk. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, that's because Mike. Mike was wondering about it, right? Yeah, he, he was drunk when he bought it. I was he, drunk. When he I was. It. Yeah, he was uh, from the flow up drunk when he bought <laughs> that it. Was, that was I was six PBRs deep plus more. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, Chris is uh, Chris, this is you. John and I will so will sit here and listen. And listeners, yeah. if if he's going to give you a candid review of his experience with Marvel Avengers. Yeah. So and, uh, it, may surprise you. it may surprise you. It kind of surprised me if I'm being honest. Yeah. So uh, this is crystal dynamics more specifically oh. than just uh square Enix. So square. The, folks who, uh, the folks who made the Tomb Raider series is probably their biggest accomplishment that most people would know them from. And John, pretty I, good, Chris. Those games. I love those I, games. I, I did too. Just yeah. saying they're, they're pretty awesome. Uh, but this is a big change for them, right? Going from something like Laura Croft, where you're like, I don't think there was any pressure on them because there wasn't an expectation that they were just automatically going to rescue Tomb Raider when versus with this, when it's Avengers, it's like, no, it needs to be great because it's Avengers and it's the most popular thing in the world and it needs to make money, <laughs> right? Uh, there's a lot of pressure there. Um, oh, speaking speaking on what you just said, do you still think it's the most popular thing in the world? I feel, do I, I personally, I, yeah, I, I think every time a Marvel movie comes out, it proves it is still, yes, Sean, the most popular thing in media out there. I think that's fair. Okay, I mean, uh, I've I'm, seen I'm, nothing. I'm not, I don't know in, if I can definitively say that, but I do know it's it's pretty. I'll, I'll say this: this is my hot hmm. take. It's pretty dang popular. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think, you know, like as we saw last week, like just, you know, Chad Bozeman passing and all that, everyone is like, everyone was first like, yeah, rest in peace. But then now there's a lot of discussion going on at Disney of what the heck they're going to do. It's like, do we recast that? Do we just put Surrey in there? Do we just say we're going to retire black Panther for a while until we can figure this out. And some time has passed that that is all going on there. And there's billions of dollars literally on the line because of it. And I think that was the big thing here is that even when this game was first announced, right, there was a lot of, and Sean's doing extreme zooming <laughs> in darkness. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I've got camera. Uh, control, there so. was, yeah, there was a lot of talk. Uh, when this first demoed, right? Like people were anticipating it for a long time and then it kind of got met with backlash because this isn't, this isn't the MCU, right? This is, uh, this is its own thing. And it's 
definitely something I can tell you much more tied into the comics than anything uh, with the MCU is, um, is not aiming to connect those two universes. It feels at times very distinct from it. Um, and I think though, regardless of how you felt about that demo, I would tell you if your reason that you didn't want to check out this game is you're like, well, those aren't my Avengers play it for a little bit and you'll get over it in about five, 10 minutes. So when you say that demo, you're talking about the one we saw at the E3 last year, right? Yeah. When they're yeah. on golden state, that's the opening of the game basically. Yeah. Um, to give further context, I guess. So the setup is this, like the Avengers are hosting an event called a day, right? Um, it's serving primarily as a way for the public to give back and give thanks for everything the Avengers have done. At the same time, it's also introducing us to a young Kamala Khan, who is a girl who has written some fan fiction about the Avengers. She's a finalist. If she wins, she gets to meet the Avengers. So she's going through like all these things um, and, you know, kind of slowly discovering like what makes the Avengers awesome right at a celebration and as she's like looking around you run into the avengers and have your first meetings with them there's some really cool comic book moments in there uh the other reason they're having a day though is that basically shield avengers all of them have been working on this new power source i can't remember the exact name of it but it's basically designed to power their new helicarrier and on top of that i think they're gonna hook san francisco up to it and it's supposed to provide you know like unlimited free power where that won't be a problem for the world anymore all that kind of stuff right during you've seen if you saw the demo you have this set up hey everything's great everything is going well then all of a sudden there's an attack on the golden state bridge things go downhill real fast next thing you know it looks like the energy source within the helicarrier is beginning to just completely go nuclear right it looks like cap dies um san francisco gets hit by a major blast you know and then we start fast forwarding five years and during that time period you see the fallout of everything that happened from uh the events of a day where the avengers have broken up because people kind of feel like it was their fault for it and also bruce kind of accepts responsibility saying like yeah we deserve some fault for it um you see the rise and the beginnings of the humans coming into the picture, uh, which is where Kamala Khan comes in. Harris. Famously. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and then you also uh, see AIM, who is basically the rival to Stark Industries because of the failure of A-Day and everything that happened. Stark Industries plummets goes bankrupt and aim moves in to become the main private defense contractor for the U S government. Uh, and they start outlawing everything with heroes, but then they're also starting to like kind of do a similar sentinels versus mutant things where you're rounding up the mutants to say they're, you're helping them. Uh, but that of course seems to be very questionable. The Avengers have completely scattered to the wind. They're all broken. And you find yourself then put into the shoes of Kamala, who's now about 16, 17 years old, has the ability to, I guess, uh, polymorph so she can stretch her limbs. She can 
like make her fist grow like five sizes too big her her super ability is like she pretty much turns into a giant and just starts beating out you know anyone who gets in her way yeah <laughs> uh but she is trying to uh she's been tracking down this group called the resistance right um that's that's clever yeah and she are they resisting makes, <laughs> she, she makes contact with them of course and this slowly puts her on a, a collision course i guess is the best way to say it uh where she begins to meet the avengers the this band of avengers and it becomes a story of how do we get the team back together again and you know to come back and reunite about what was so great about the avengers and and you know stop aim from doing evil terrible things well i gotta be honest i remember you saying that you got to play as the main guys kind of in the beginning yeah and then it, and then it turned into kamala khan a lot yes. That is a big turnoff for me because for I, me personally, I'm not the MCU nerd guy that a lot of our friends are, or that you are, or even John maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the Kamala Khan is. So Kamala Khan came in around 2013, 2014, basically when they were bringing out the Inhumans and um, the what? The Inhumans. Basically, okay, so remember like when Fox had possession of the mutants and X Men and all that, right? Oh, you're talking Fox, about like X-Men like movies, as as Fox like Studios. Can, yeah, you yeah. can put Wolverine in the MCU or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, with you. basically, Marvel at that point was like, okay, because we're owned by Disney, screw X-Men. We don't care about it because there's parts we can't control. So instead, what they did was they started making the Inhumans, and they were supposed to kind of be like mutants, but a little bit different. You know, So they had a reset in a way with that um she was introduced as that she eventually becomes mrs marvel because she's a big fan of captain marvel um so she kind of takes that moniker in a way right uh, moniker is sort of a representation of someone else boo! <laughs> but no um i would actually say sean i think she i i think she's the strongest part of this game by really far. like That's it's a not, do you think it was intended um I don't know. Or what? I I mean, obviously, I feel like it was studios and everything else that said, hey, to market this game, we need to focus on the big ones, like, you know, the Thors, the Iron Mans and all that. And that's fine. And it's fun. But like Kamala Khan acts as the conduit. (laughs) She she acts as the conduit for the player. Like, I don't care what you say. Every time you say Kamala, you want to say Harris after it. I know you. And that's so funny because of the pause. I'm telling you. Yeah, um, but uh, that name on this podcast, Kamala Harris. Um, but uh, she like no, she comes in and like you know when you first meet her, she's like probably about twelve or thirteen, right? And you could tell she gets why the Avengers are awesome. She's like sitting there and like she's got this moment early on where these kids are be like, "You're nothing. Your comic's never gonna win or anything. You're just a you probably don't know anything." And she takes a random quote from literally Captain Marvel that they don't know that really defines who that character is. Uh, and then of course that's like when she meets cap for the first time and he's like, you know, Carol would like that quote too, or like, would see like John that. cap is like too. Um, so, you know, things like that, like it does a good job of building her, but then when you flash forward, like the excitement she has, like first said, like, you know, she's going to find the resistance or then like when she, first finds the uh when she first finds this hell carrier like 
that we saw at the very beginning that sound like crash in the middle of nowhere. Things like that. She gets the excitement and wants to channel that. And I feel like that's a good channel for the player itself, like where they can be like, I can relate to this. I'm the new person. It's almost like instead of saying, make your own hero and come into this, they found a good way to do it where they could have a totally legitimate, legitimate uh, hero. Yeah, yeah, totally realized hero that has its own voicing and you don't have to worry about the fact that, you know, does this work based on what player decisions are, right? Like, no. Yeah. I got to be honest, it's kind of dope when I played, you know, that massively multiplayer online game called DC Universe Online. Yeah, yeah. You know, that it was cool you're to make one, my own character. You're the one that played cool, that? but then it was, I like was hard I was to one do of the, the next part, right? Yeah, it was, then it got kind of, yeah. They, they tied in the main guys to it, and you were like, oh, so I'm just like all of a sudden like, I'm the a G now? The only one I've ever seen of those I thought that did it well was probably Knights of the Old Republic, right? Or KOTOR. Sorry. Uh, when they went. OTOR. Yeah. Because I, I really did feel like they gave you a great job of making your own character and, you know. Listen, seeing where it goes, but um, I got to be honest too. Every time you say resistance, I hear mm -hmm. the South Park movie in my head on La Resistance. La Resistance. And, and I, I'm, if I just giggle, listen, it's just part of the shtick, okay? But um, <laughs> actually, who that ends up being and where that's control, it's cool. And and that's one of the other really good things about this game. I think is that uh. It does a good job with its references to the Marvel universe and bringing in things and saying, "Oh, hey, here's this, here's that," you know. Um, and I think for the most part, its main characters, whether you're talking about Tony Stark or uh, Black Widow, I haven't gotten to Cap. Um, See, Thor, Cap though, is. <laughs> and Hulk. Uh, I think each one of them does a good job of capturing their personality. What makes you know makes them tick where they might be angry. And, and that's why I say like all these people who have been criticizing just by on the way it looks, I would tell you from a story standpoint and a voice acting standpoint, you solid, very yeah. quickly are reminded that this is like a who's who's cast and they definitely get their money's worth. Troy Baker. Uh, I've seen a lot of so far as Bruce Banner. And I think, you know, that's been really good. And especially now, <laughs> With the fact when I think that Laura Bailey is who's playing uh, Black Widow. I don't I'm know like, who Laura Bailey is. Tell me who Kevin, Laura Bailey we're, is. We're just slowly. Laura Bailey was who played Abby in Last of Us. And she's. Oh. And, and you probably would know her more as uh, Jane of Proudmore. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Okay. Now, now we're good. Big, that's where she now makes we're her real money. Um, but, you know, Nolan North is solid. I mean, you could definitely uh, get there as far as Iron Man. The guy who. I can't remember the guy who plays Thor, but. He's played Thor tons and tons uh, before for them in animated stuff. Like, oh, you know, I was going to say, did he play Thor in the Babysitters Club in like nineteen eighty five? They had like a two thousand ten animated series uh, for the Avengers, <laughs> and he played Thor, and you could tell like he sounds like Thor as as how I channel him. I, I mean, like I've always felt like of all of the ones when I watch the MCU, the one that is maybe at times or has been more so lean to not be the way he traditionally is, it is Thor. It's like, it's taking the idea of Thor and trying to update him for bear humor for modern, I guess, not so comic booky, you know, uh, comedy, right? Like, you know, for the mainstream what? viewer, I guess is the way I could say. Like, I feel like when you watch Ragnarok and also him in these, uh, 
especially in Endgame, I got the sense of, okay, we're we're changing the way of what the jokes are because if we just make Odin and drinking jokes and like things like that, traditional Thor jokes, it might not land as well. Uh, and even in this um, Jarvis, the guy who sounds like Jarvis actually really does to me sound a lot like Paul Bettany back in the day when he was doing Jarvis. So, you know, it's, it's definitely got the distinct vibes of, of what feels like the Avengers. I mean, within, like I said, within 10 minutes, anything of, Oh, he doesn't look exactly this way when completely out the window for me. And I was like, okay, this is the Avengers. This is just this version of them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a, a bunch of that backlash when we saw it at a three. Yeah. The MCU was still like super fresh in our minds from true, like in game and the movies we saw and all that. So I think I, that's where maybe a lot of that backlash came from. I think we were just literally coming off Infinity War when oh they, or that yeah, and it's yeah. like, mm, yeah. and that could have been it. You know, that could have been why. I from my memory of it, I was like, no, dog. Yeah. Uh, and consider the fact that it's it's the game <laughs> is attempting to design uh, real world type characters that mm. look you know as as opposed to more of the cartoon comic book style of ultimate yeah. alliance so when you when you try to get it closer to a real world looking character mm. you're just going to naturally associate that with the MCU yeah speaking of ultimate alliance that we played on switch awesome at times that was, that was an awesome game you know at times this feels like this wants to be ultimate alliance a little bit um which is to say I think this is where people are going to have to decide what they want, right? Personally, from what I can tell, a good portion of the campaign is at times very linear based. And when it's doing that, in my opinion, it's very effective, right? Because most of those missions you are playing as Kamala and you're, you're like not exploring big open areas. It's more like kind of a classic Naughty Dog game right? Like where you can, or even like those levels in Tomb Raider, right? Where it's pretty clear, Hey, we're so, going yeah, this way and there might yeah. be one or two off beaten paths for collectibles or something like that. But for the most part, you can tell where we're going. And like the way Kamala goes through these like canyons is so cool because you know, when she jumps, you're just running and like, she stretches her like whole entire so body and it up. looks natural. Um, I just feel like, I don't know, dude, I'm feeling some kind of way. And no, because she's, you're she's you're like, Kamala, and the game is not pitched that you're going to be Kamala. But it works because okay, remember like uh, Civil War, right? Remember like when Spider Man shows up in Civil War and he's just so excited and he's making all yeah. these things. He, like even when he's trying to beat up Cap, he's like being like, "That's so cool! Look at that shield and all that kind of stuff." That is literally what she's acting like in this, and that's what makes and it that fun. that is cool. But why didn't they promote that? See, like, I, I, I have no idea. I think they should have, she should have been the focal point for this game. She should have been because she's the best. She gives the best performance out of any of them. She's probably the most developed because it really is her story. It's the story of her gaining confidence in herself and her abilities of working with others. And, and then also restoring, you know, these adventures to have confidence in themselves that they can reunite to do great things again in the name of good right like it's all the stuff you'd want in hero stuff but i think more than likely if we're being honest it's just that it's for the reason you just said i don't know who kamala khan is and i don't see her as traditional avengers so therefore 
I have to go with what the movie says is traditional adventures and make that the forefront, right? Um, Which makes but, sense because the people who make or are in charge, I should say, are in charge of the yeah. Marvel Universe, they made those decisions for us to view and consider canon in the movies. Yeah. So it's a hard pill to swallow when all of a sudden, I don't know. Yeah. It is, I don't know. It, it very well might be, I mean, it very well might be why someone like Rock Steady was like, we would rather do the Suicide Squad instead of the Justice League because of the fear that if we don't make it feel like, you know, how the JLA movies are going, or I'm sorry, the JL movies are going right in all those uh, characters I, within it. Chris, I love the Justice League revolt. movie. I loved it. Uh, (laughs) but you know yeah so you have these very linear missions that are much more story driven that's where you get a lot of the dialogue between kamala and bruce and then you know tony and all that and you also this is how they introduce characters as they come in that's usually like they have a level that you're getting to know what they've been doing for the last five years how to fight as them you know what kind of uh tricks and tips they can give you as far as combat because you know while while they are similar each one does have some distinct things especially like i would say that there's more of classes right like hulk is kind of his own class he just bulldozes through everything um but like thor and iron man feel kind of similar in the fact that they are uh both flying heroes right you know they're so those have interesting elements as far as movement and remembering that how you go around a level versus say Kamala where she's a brawler, uh, but she's a lot more agile of course than Hulk is. Um, And she might be stronger than black widow, but black widow probably has more versatile options than she does. Like pretty much with Kamala, you're always going to get up close. Uh, Black Widow, on the other hand, you could step back and shoot your pistols. You can, yeah, yeah, you can use your whip to like grab on an enemy and zip in and start doing uppercuts and kicks and all the cool stuff that she can do. Um, I love Cap Scarlett Johansson. Just mount, gotta say it. Just gotta I say would it. say Cap and Black Widow feel very similar in, in a way, just that Cap's a little bit, of course, stronger would be the way to say. <laughs> Maybe not quite as, uh, you know, agile she is but still still you know kind of a mix because if you can throw your shield and all that good stuff too uh as far as what i've seen so far that i've only played a little bit of him quick sidetrack you since you're on cap right now yeah um when i when i'm going through rehab which is currently my left arm my left arm is known as steve rogers and my right arm <laughs> is captain america that's funny because <laughs> see john hurt my left arm and it's skinny <laughs> Hasn't gotten the super soldier serum yet, right? I haven't um, got the serum yet. So yeah, you have your these missions like where it's going to be you play as this character for this mission, and those are obviously mainly story missions. And then you have there might be someone who's there as far as a bot assisting you. A lot of times they're not, but then you have the other side of the game, which is these multiplayer <clears throat> missions. That Uh-oh. you know, this is going to be where you start to get into the other side of it, where it's setting up stuff for post campaign and, and all that, which is all the heroes that you've unlocked. um, They each gather their own amount of gear and leveling in them. And you can go through and as you get these missions, whether they be actually something that's associated with the main campaign or something that's side, you can pick who you want to play as once you've unlocked someone, there'll be a number of slots there allocated and you can decide to either go online and play with other players 
or you can play solo and bring in bots and they'll do it yourself. So, um, so is it, well, I don't know how much you've played it, but when John and I played Marvel's ultimate Alliance, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I I'm running around a store. Any, he's I running around as whoever. I have not had any desire to play man. Online with that's what made that game for me. Cause I tried to play ultimate Alliance without John and it wasn't the same. I will say it is fun to be like sitting there because uh, I was like Kamal was my girl. I think that's just combat wise. I liked her. The it's most. okay. Was, it's okay. Hey, yeah, John, it's okay. I, I tried to play as Iron Man and I don't know why I can't. Iron Man isn't fun to me because as you're flying around, I think it's sometimes really hard to tell where your incoming projectiles are coming. And well, speaking of I, incoming projectiles, John right. stood up. John just out. To, he wants to figure out what's going on with the dog. He is not happy right now. The dog is doing dog things, and John is not okay with it. Dog, it's quit probably, doing dog things. It's probably Aiden's fault. If we're being that, that might be why. Who knows? But yeah, these multiplayer levels to me, regardless, um, I don't know. I think this is where the game started to lose me because most of them feel like carbon copies, like you're consistently going to like the utah area or you're going to the siberia area and it's just a different little slightly variation of the same map um with the same types of enemies and even the big thing like with aim it's always the same base with even the same locking mechanisms to get hidden chest and things like that um and i don't know they just didn't feel as well fleshed out because the only person that's talking in this whole entire time is the character that you select. It's just like you and Jarvis talk and that's it. So whoever your other companions are just kind of there, you know, they don't actually really feel like they interact with you um, from what I could tell. And, and honestly, this is also where it's like, it's designed for you're supposed to comb every level of these areas uh, for supplies and gear which I'm really not sure all the things that you can get in terms of supplies and their importance yet. Just that I know some glow purple and others glow blue and some glow green. And I'm presuming that this all goes down the Diablo, you know, path of, of white to, to purple. Right. But I don't know as far as supplies, how that divvies out if it's different from each character when you're amassing this stuff or if all that resource is shared by the same thing. Um, but the big thing I, I find with this is that this is trying to be a gear and skill-based unlock game, right? To take your time to do this. The thing is, is that gear is just a thing. It's just the most I've seen is like one or two perks on any piece of gear there's no cosmetic ability to the gear itself. It's just a number. And basically all I do is I just look at my stats and if the stats are going up overall for my character, I equip that piece of gear. Otherwise I dismantle it. You know, that's all I've done so far with all the gear that I've gotten. Either it's making my character stronger or else it's just being ignored. Um, and I don't think that's a good management, right? Like when I think of things like Diablo, I like the fact that even when I'm not max level, as I go through, I'm consistently getting cool new things to look at and equip and be like, oh, wow, now I feel, you know, like 
having someone that maybe has a sword versus a, an axe, you feel very different at times when you're using those characters, right? I or, do. Even, or even more modern, the Borderland games. Getting oh. different guns, your character distinctly changes as you get these unique legendary guns from one to the next. Um, I, I was going to say you shouldn't bring up Diablo in a house where Clarissa is that oh. we can see. She's not there. I can't see her right now. It's okay. I think she's there. She's not. She's not there? Ah. I always know where she is. Wait, what? She go to the um, grocery store? She's going to buy some more cumin? Uh, Aiden is coaching soccer tonight, so she's there while he's doing that. Oh, yeah. very nice. I hope they win. I hope they do well. But yeah, like, you're just gathering this stuff. You don't even care. Like, there's nothing about it that I look at and I'm thinking about in any way. Um, even down to the point of... Def- differentiating between uh you know say a level 18 epic gear versus uh a level 19 uncommon gear if it's giving me a slight boost like whatever pluses i might be getting from the epic one still feel like they're they don't make enough of a difference that i feel like i'm negating anything by changing out the gear um and it just doesn't feel like you have to change your play style based on what you're equipping or anything else so I don't know. To me, that sounds I, like an Anthem problem. Yeah. Yeah. That was the problem with Anthem. You're right. Like where you would just have your chassis and basically whatever chassis you'd picked at the beginning, it didn't matter what you put on it. Right. <laughs> it didn't matter what you put on it afterwards. Right. It was just like your character <laughs> operated however that chassis was supposed to operate and, and everything else was just a number. And that just isn't, you know, I, I wonder <laughs> real quick, like if the goal of this is long term, you're supposed to keep people interested, right? It seems the way they're supposed to maybe be interested is that there's all this cosmetic gear to unlock, which you can do one of two ways. You can grind certain challenges that will eventually unlock it for you. Or, of course, you can head over to the Square store, get you some nice bucks, and come and unlock what you want. <clears throat> Those are your choices. Oh, you know? no. Yeah, and oh, I, I don't no. know. Like I've played this game for about seven or eight hours and I feel like every time I get to these multiplayer missions, I'm just like, it's boring to me because it's the same enemies doing the same waves. They all have the same, like there's not really much variety and there's not much distinction and these areas feel the same. And it just, it just feels like, who do you feel like playing with, you know, to go do a beat up real quick. Um, and, and I'm gonna be honest. I, Ultimate Alliance was kind of that way too, but we felt yes. like we were having a lot of fun. Yes, because there's so many characters and you can consistently just swap on the fly, right? That's yeah. I think that's what the appeal is. But the other side of the game is like you do have this really good story. Um, and uh, that was what shocked me. I was like, wow, they you could make an argument, you know, where they make the same mistakes with Anthem as far as uh with gear. John, you're right about that. On the flip side, you could easily argue that they do much better job than Anthem did at actually giving you a campaign that sets up a world, even even more than the original Destiny, right? Like where Destiny was just so hey, watch your mouth, so vain, like of not trying to make any pronouncement of who or what you were because they they wanted you to just not have to care about that just to see yourself, right? Um, you know, here Kamala has a personality. She has things and, and they've done a great job of setting that up. And I feel like in a way it's like you hired 
Crystal Dynamics because of what they did with Tomb Raider. And it's very apparent in those moments why Tomb Raider was very good and why this is a very good studio. And then someone said, wait a minute, this is Avengers. It needs to make a lot of money for us and it needs to be a routine, uh, routinely making money for us. And therefore it's like, okay, we have to put all these other systems in to make this work. I would rather cut all that out and even cut out the multiplayer and all of that, the gear stuff. Just have yourself unlocking powers and abilities, you know, more combos and variations as time goes on and have made a 15 to 20 hour campaign that maybe gives you levels where you play as Iron Man or whoever, right? Um, and then maybe the last part of the game is when you can select which character you want to be. I think that would have been the better choice here and I would have enjoyed it a lot more than this because I can tell you now, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority on this, but I feel once I finish this campaign, I'll be done with this game. And, you know, maybe I'll check out the DLC whenever, whenever it comes out, since it's free, that's the one good thing. Um, maybe whenever I eventually get one of these new consoles, I'll check it out because I will say there are times where you can see the graphical slowdown. It's not overwhelming, but they're like, there was like a level with me and Kamala Khan or Kamala Hulk and Iron Man. And we are blasting and destroying everything. And it probably dropped down to about 10 to 15 frames. So, you know, it would be nice to see this game when it's got really great, uh, hardware behind it. But unless the story stuff that they release is really, really intriguing, uh, instead of just some bland cookie cutter thing to just give you some more build some levels on your character and get more i guess gear or whatever i can't see myself playing this anymore this is not a game i want to play for the next five months or something like that or let alone be like a destiny and actually be like you know sean like how you were or some of our friends where it's like here's a year to two of your life dedicated to this right so you've got this game sitting in the middle of Anthem and Destiny. Mm-hmm. Where would you say it's leaning towards as far as how successful it was doing what it needed to do? Or did, and, and, and secondly, did you play anything online that would suggest how mission structures work? I mean, I've seen how it works, yeah. The, the stuff that you can use with your bots is that's how it is for online. Like basically someone selects a mission uh, and then you can match make, right? And you pick what hero you want to be, and then therefore other people can pick the heroes they want to be. But the missions you go on have nothing to do with the campaign, right? They ju- uh, some of different. them do. Some yeah. of them do. Some core ones do. Uh, and you, again, you can choose to do real people or bots on those. But then you have a ton of them. And it's, the more you go through, the more they unlock, and they kind of tell you what the suggested power level of your group is. For. I, I don't have a problem with that. Honestly, yeah. um, when it, you it's know, okay. playing a game like WoW, mm-hmm. you end up you end up playing with other players in dungeons and raids, and they are they're putting the you know yeah. the, and of the, course, yeah, they're putting everything together from the story. It so should, it's it fine. should go with a without yeah, saying. If someone wants to, they can host a party, and I could invite you guys in. You know, yeah, we could go through my. Game. Are you worried about spoilers or something, John? If you get some story content that you're not ready for yet. No, I just I was just I was just curious about how reliant the multiplayer is on the story campaign. Oh, oh, and, you know. I haven't heard anything extremely bad on that. Um, well, I went anyway. as you were talking. I went back to look at when Tomb Raider reboot came out, 
and how it had some multiplayer stuff and it those kind of games and i couldn't help but like maybe think of gears and other games that are so story driven games that add mm-hmm. multiplayer not every game is going to be call of duty where the multiplayer shines over the story correct you know but here and, it's like you have to have those missions regardless you're going to have to do those missions it's just it's your choice are you going to do them with bots or are you going to go do them with people and that's big. Yeah. And I, I see in a way why they did that because you yeah. want to play with other Avengers sure. where Spider-Man, when you had to go do things, mm. you could still just be by yourself. You never even, you weren't introduced to anybody else to play with you, mm. you know, when Spider-Man came out. So, I mean, I can see how that would be a bummer, but it, it was okay. But I, mm. I mentioned earlier when I had to play ultimate Alliance by myself, I did not like it as opposed to, you know, how that's much fair. more I enjoyed it when I played it with John, who was controlling a character. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it in is. the end, that's that's player preference. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think yeah. the idea of playing with someone else is the problem. I think it's just more of you decide to – you couldn't decide if you wanted this to be a story-driven game or if you wanted it to be a game as service, right? Like, Destiny is all about getting you to do certain things over and over again because – you feel like there's a good dangle of a carrot, right? Of where it's leading to you, which is the, uh, what do they call them? Those, the big events. Uh, they're not raids, but what do they call them in Destiny? Sean, you know this. I thought they were raids. What are you talking or, about? Do they call them raids? Okay. Yeah. But you know, like doing that or going, having the good gear set and skills so that when you go to the Crucible and you're doing those kinds of events, right? For PvP, all that stuff feels like it pays off well. I don't know if that's the case here because it just feels... I haven't seen anything that really, really stood out to me and said, wow, that's a memorable multiplayer mission. It's just like, oh, okay, we're going to go fight these guys and beat them up. And then I'm going to get a couple boxes of loot and, you know, some, some resource. And then I'm going to either go do another one of these missions or I'll go back to the helipad carrier and uh, see what's up with Bruce and move the story forward. You made me go look up all the destiny raids to make sure I was right. And I found a site. <clears throat> I found a site that was rating them. Mm. One of my favorite one was an original Destiny called Crota's End. You remember that one? Mm. I think. Yeah, it's just Crota it's cool to see. Yeah, they're raids now. Destiny does have dungeons now, which aren't as yeah. They're not as hard. They don't require as many people. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they still might be hard, but yeah, they're called raids. Just to hammer home the fact that I'm confirming the what other, you asked um, me. The other part that does stick out to this, like versus like a Destiny or even an Anthem, like Anthem of course did have a lot of attachments to its hub world that made you do that right before you could actually go out to the open world and do what you wanted. Destiny to me, you know, one of the reasons why it does feel really good is that even though you have to load in areas, they're pretty big areas, right? Yeah. You don't ever have to load in again. Yeah. Like, and you just feel like you can go back and forth from doing daily little tasks and doing something like a dungeon, right? versus um having to consistently load a mission uh when it's you know a dungeon or a raid or whatever um those kinds of things that i haven't seen any evidence this is not an open world game in any way really um so there's just not a lot there if you ask me did someone just post something someone yeah i don't know how did we hear that how are we hearing it sean i, I think it's it's probably john probably on the uh notification settings yeah but let me make sure i've got mine yeah i've got mine at only at mentions 
on weekly game on the weekly games chat discord which if you're a listener and you haven't joined yet it's a good time to remind you that we have a fantastic community where you'll get pings from listeners like um who was that that did that let's call them out was it Draven? no um, that wasn't that wasn't in the general that was somewhere else it was in the mcu it was in the mcu stuff where he put robert downey and punkhead did it Punkhead. Yeah, you could meet you could talk to Punkhead and he could interrupt the show, but it's not his fault. But we love him. But yeah and stuff. Um <laughs> I uh John, as far as where it's leaning right now between the two, it's definitely I think it's better than Anthem. I think it's a little bit more stable, you know. I don't well, thank I, God. Game, I have not had a game breaking bug that basically made some part of the game unplayable for ninety percent of the time, which is what I had with uh destiny or i'm sorry uh anthems and game um to me here we are at avengers and mm. i'm just thinking to myself going through the list in my mind how many developers have tried this yeah have attempted to make something like this work mm. and i feel like there's i feel like maybe it's at a it's an 80 20 where 80 percent of it is just garbage and Correct. 20%, I mean, you've got your Destiny 2s, you've got your Division 2s. Even them, the v- Division 1 was, an, was a first attempt, didn't go so well. I just don't understand why publishers and developers have this hubris of, oh, we can do it. We can get this done. I don't know, that, I don't know if it's a delusion to where they think, yeah, we realize we can't really do it, but it's still going to make us a lot of money even if we can't. Like, we're going to throw out some bad product it's, and I'm not suggesting they didn't work their butts off. I'm sure they did. I mean, th- we've been, even before this was officially announced, this thing was rumored for two or three years. And I don't think this game should have ever been on these consoles. Like the fact that they right. got this thing running on here is <clears throat> impressive, right? Because what, what did you play it on? I played it on my Xbox One X. Okay. Um, how many that's the one with, how, Yeah, how many teraflops is on that one? Five billion. Yeah, it should have ran fine, dude. But, you know. I mean,. Five billions worth of teraflops still. Edition. I mean, but like That's you said, we're two we're two months or so out from new consoles. They should have just yeah. made it a launch title, possibly or something like that. But obviously, the reason they didn't want to do that is that these two consoles have such large install bases now, right? So hey, do you think it's better than ET on Atari? That's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know how long this lasts. I, and yeah, John, I, I agree with you. I think it's just it's amazing to me that the video game industry can see the mistakes that Hollywood has previously made, right? Like where you would see someone do a franchise, like someone would, one of the best examples, like uh, something like uh, Charlie's angels comes out and is successful, right? As a movie, because it's well casted and someone actually did a pretty decent script to it. Uh, It's not the greatest movie ever made, right? But it worked to make money. It made a good, decent amount of money back in the day. Then all of a sudden, you just started seeing everyone go, we have to make a remake of this classic series into a movie. And they didn't think about it. They just would green light all of them. And maybe one or two would be decent. But most of them you would watch and you'd be like, eh. And you'd move on and forget about it. Um, And that's what it feels like. Maybe not as drastically bad, but... It's that thing of, well, this made money for them. Then if we put X in this, it will make money for us. Um, Instead of respecting the fact that like, hey, Bungie is a really good developer. And they'd had that idea for Destiny for something like five to 10 years before they actually 
got it to market. So I, I think that's the problem. Like you have EA who's going over there and saying, you need to make one of these kinds of games for us. So now instead of letting Bioware do what they did before, which was just try things and then say, let's take, we want to take a risk on this. And you end up with things like Dragon Age and, and Mass Effect. You get them shoehorned into, you must make Anthem and make it work. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, flip side, like, I, I even feel like we saw this recently with Ubisoft and Ghost Recon, where it was like, you took something that had a formula that worked and knew how to make some money, but then they saw, well, what if we made it a little bit more like Destiny? And people were like, no, screw this. This doesn't work in this formula. So I think Dude. that's potentially the problem that we'll see here. I don't know. Maybe m- people's love of Marvel will eventually keep them coming back. I I just know it's not going to be enough for me, especially if you're telling me it's $10 per new character. Yeah. And like grind out to get I just characters. I just want to see a game that comes out that's a games as a service because mm-hmm. simply because of one reason, because it, it best serves the community of gamers. Correct. Not because I just, plus, like you said, you got Bioware and then you got Crystal Dynamics who had this pedigree, had this skill set, mm-hmm. and then they just contracted them to go, you need to go make this. Well, we've never really done that before. It doesn't matter. We need to we we need to hit this. We need to hit this number, and you need to go do this. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, it feels like a waste of everyone's time, right? It does. And talent. it really does. It, versus, like you say, kind of like what Microsoft's done with Gears, and now appears to be doing with like, uh, Halo, and maybe eventually Forza, like where it's it's more of a natural progression to where they're going to probably be games of service where it does make sense. Cause I don't think you can convince someone to pay $60 for halo and then keep buying $12 map packs. Right. It's a lot better to do what they're saying. Like, look, the multiplayer is going to be free and now you can get games pass or, uh, or else buy the, the single player. Right. And, and then whatever you want for multiplayer is what you, want to buy or grind towards you know if you're someone who plays 900 hours of halo multiplayer it's probably not a big deal for you to grind things out um versus someone like john who wants to come in and be like look at me i look cool this weekend i'm halo well if it's if it it feels good there's no need to grind it out i'm just saying (laughs) oh moisturize um Um, but yeah you got a richie ricardo for it Richie yeah. Ricardo. I mean, I'll say this. I don't know when I'm going to finish this because something yeah. else came out this week that quickly grabbed my attention way more than, uh, what was that? Chris Love is back. and He's dominating. Oh, um, of course. <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. <laughs> and, and like, I have my issues with that game because there's a lot of things that obviously had to get cut out because of COVID. Like it's been very apparent. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, a lot of voice acting is that they seem to be setting up just magically is not here in this game. <laughs> I was like, I guess they couldn't do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you said that they finally have your nickname now. They do. They do have Junior in there. I'm called Junior in this one. In real life and in game. How cool I, is that? Yeah, right? That's crazy. Um, But yeah, I don't know when I'm going to come back to this because, you know, there's so many things coming in the next couple of weeks, but maybe I'll finish up the story. I don't think I'll go much further than that. Well, well, we started kind of doing on games we didn't finish. It's more of a review in progress. So where you're at now, you may change up when you finish it. 
Yeah. So we're, for based on what you played right now, what would I, you I, give it? And it's not set in stone. I'd give it a, I give it its personality and it's, and it's when it's actually working, I give that like an eight or an 8.5, but as a total package and everything going on right now, it's going to be a seven. Oh, John, you were close. John was close. John was holding up a six. Oh, so uh, we we got a working seven going, John, which I, if look in real life, if I had a working seven, it's reverse psychology. He saw the six. Yeah. Uh, had sir. Seen, had he seen sir, the six? Hold on. Six. But uh, oh. just, a, just a question for you. Hold on. Just while you do that, I just want to point this out real fast. Okay. I don't know if you can see this. If we hit watch stream, we can. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right there. Oh, my God. It's called, yeah. it's called Word. <laughs> yep. And it's it's Backspace. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but do you wish you'd have got it on PC? I don't because I had heard um I had heard basically that it was a company that had gotten assigned to do the port for the PC version and I heard that the beta did not go very smoothly. So it didn't I mean, even though your your console is or your PC is technically, you know, something stronger than these consoles, if a game's not well optimized it doesn't really matter. You know, if the graphics card doesn't know what it's looking at because someone doesn't take the time to figure out how to say, how do we make the power work for us? You know, it doesn't really any, matter. Any favorite characters? Kamal. Kamal is by far I my mean, favorite. Gameplay wise. Yeah. Kamal. Okay. Yeah. Like I love like her, her special when she gets in big and it like clears the room real fast. Um, like she's got a cool thing when you hold down the right trigger it works both as an automatic defensive thing where she'll twist her body out of the way of damage as long as you have this meter built up and have things in it. And then when you also hold it down, it does extreme damage. So like her fists just get huge and she'll like just push them through and you'll just see these people go flying like bowling pins or something like that. It's cool and it's fun. I like her uh, because she seems like the good balance of things. Hulk, the funnest thing to do is to get the upgrade that lets you throw huge chunks of land because it's just funny to watch Hulk pick up, like, you know, land this big and just casually chuck it at people. Um, Iron Man was I. Thor is kind of mixed, too, in my opinion. Black Widow is fun zipping around. And, and like, you know, cause she has a whip, so you could just like whip to an enemy's head, pull yourself forward and then just upper come and start shooting them. That's pretty fun to do. Well, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's for me, it's crazy to think that of the three of us, only one of three mm-hmm. played this game. I still kind of <laughs> right? want to play it. I, I have no interest in playing it ever. Ever. Um, but yeah, no, like ever, but yeah. Thanks, dude. That was uh was well done. Yeah. Preach um and all that stuff. So uh You wanna do news? I guess it's time to I was I was sidetracked because I'm reading how the first news article is and I was already thinking of how to say that if we're gonna say it. But uh yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, and we're gonna go ahead and get you the most up to date news that we possibly can, brought to you by the news team. Let's do it. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents The News. 
John, what do you think about that uh, news peakage intro? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> See, it doesn't nice. does that because I can right. fix that later. Yeah, nice. So, very nice. So, oh my god! Okay. Oh, oh my god! Uh, a video oh was god. released yesterday to announce the prequel, uh, to Breath of the Wild. Now that this is the prequel, so we're George Lucasing this thing. Yeah. Uh, Koai Tecmo is developing the game in association with Nintendo called Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah. Uh, the game will be set 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild and will give players a fully fleshed out story about what happened in that time. AKA the, game, the Calamity. The Calamity. The game is uh, set to be released on November 20th. Um, and the game will will play will be in the uh, the style of the original Hyrule Warriors that came out of originally on the Wii U and then was ported over to the Switch. And I am so flipping stoked. Did you play Hyrule Warriors? I've played a tad. It, it's fun. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing masterpiece, but it's fun to play. So funny it, you say that because we have a friend. We have a friend who loves that series. Yeah. yeah. And um, turns out that fan, friend, I'm sorry, and fan of that series sold his Nintendo Switch oh. to another friend of the show. <laughs> to another friend of the show who has barely played that Nintendo Switch. Wow. That's the best part. You should sell it back for double the price. Double you really should. That would be so great. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad you're happy about that, man. I guess this uh, is the big original Nintendo game for the fall, right? Um, I yeah, can't think of anything I else. Would, unless, unless they come out with Bravely Default 2, which I guess you know technically yeah. is not it's more of just an exclusive, but um, there's rumors that uh, I lost it. Yeah, I got nothing. Yep, it's not you. It's me. No worries. <laughs> um, I'll continue on with Breath of the Wild 2 updates. Uh, IG Aonuma. Asia? Easy. Uh, producer of the Legend of Zelda series has said that fans will have to, quote, wait a bit longer regarding updates to Breath of the Wild 2. He indicated that the team is working hard on the sequel and asked fans for patience. There's a, there's a, there's a Guns N' Roses song in there somewhere, right? Um, quote, many people around the world are still playing Breath of the Wild, so I'd like to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Everyone, thank you so much. Regarding the sequel, in order to make the vast world you enjoyed exploring in the original game even more impressive, impressive, the team is working hard on its development, so you'll have to wait a bit longer before we can provide more updates. They really, they like to say that. They do uh, over at uh, Tyndall. Nintendo's the. I mean, when they say it, particularly in in the in Japan over in Kyoto, they they Japan. say it, and, and it's very sincere. Because in the video, they'll typically go, "Please pardon us. Um, we just we need just a little bit longer." Followed by a bow, and yeah. it really come it really comes off as very sincere. And I'm like, you know, take forever, take as much as you want. Make it You're good. only saying that because you want a Metroid Prime 4. This is true. I don't believe it's coming. <laughs> Which that what will come first? Elder Scrolls, the next Elder Scrolls, or Metroid Prime 4? Oh, Metroid uh, Prime 4. Elder Scrolls, Are 100%. you sure about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm, I'm being very direct. That would be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I see what you did there. But it's, you shouldn't say that because that's your turn. 
Yeah, but I can segue myself. You're going to segue yourself? Chris, did you want one? Did you want to get this one, Chris? You didn't watch um, it, so I didn't know. But you can see. You can, we'll, we'll, yeah, go ahead. Say it. I, it. I want the one that's two down. <laughs> okay, this, right. isn't, this isn't something we put a... This isn't oh, yeah. that's not okay. how this works. Oh, dang. Okay. It's fine. Nintendo no. announced many titles and plans for its celebration of the 30th, 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. Here are some of the, the passion, highlights. Sean, he doesn't have the passion for this. I know. Headlining, you know what? Look, not to stop it. Was, what's going to happen? I'm gonna, we're going to let John do the direct... We're gonna live news update. You're gonna do Xbox because it'll be there. Or do you want Cyberpunk? I want them all. <laughs> all right, let's let's take a look. Uh, well, there's a lot of those though. I don't know if we can give you that. I guess I want no. the last one. No, I don't care if I got the last one. No, no here it is. I want, here I want it is. Xbox. We're gonna let John do Nintendo. Nintendo. Right. I'll sneak in with a hit. Uh huh. Yeah. And then if you want, you can do the Xbox and the Cyberpunks, and then we'll we'll, we'll take it over from there. Okay, okay. Sounds okay. fair. All right, John, we need do energy. It. This Surprise! is take two. This is take two, John, and Surprise! go. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Nintendo God. surprised us with a Nintendo Direct last week, and Nintendo announced many titles um, and plans for its celebration of the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. Here are the highlights below. Chris, sit up. Uh, headlining the direct was Super Mario 3D All Stars, and will feature Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. All three titles have been optimized for Nintendo Switch with upgraded visuals. Believe it or not, the title releases on on September 18th and will be available for purchase via physical and digital until March 2021. The original Super Mario All-Stars has been released on the Nintendo eShop via Nintendo Switch Online and has the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, and the Lost Levels. A deluxe version of Super Mario 3D World will be released on Nintendo Switch in February and will include the original game as well as new content called Bowser's Fury. Super Mario 35 was announced and is a battle royale style platform game where you compete with 34 other players uh, playing Super Mario Brothers and must be the last plumber standing. Uh, Mario Kart <laughs> Live, I can see Sean buying this. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit was announced and has a focus on augmented reality. The game lets you drive Mario Kart toys, uh, toys around your living room via virtual tracks, which duck through and around your furniture. The game will release on the 16th. Dude, of, of course those, I'm buying that. <laughs> and those were Are you kidding me? Highlights. Um, one thing I'll say about this is um, when I saw this direct presentation, I was smiling from ear to ear. But after the fact, I was surprised at how many people mm-hmm. uh, expressed how, how how bratty they can be spoiled bradish people on yeah. twitter yeah uh, i mean somebody opined on twitter i, I think uh I th- he's, he's somebody on game scoop he said i don't think i don't think i should pay 60 dollars for super mario 3d all-stars i'm like that's 100 hours of content three games and that's not worth 60 dollars to you um i don't know the other one the other one was um what was it Oh, one of the things was, and I saw it a lot in the games media tweeting about complaining about the fact that they, this is only running until March. 
the the Super Mario 3D um sorry, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Basically you apparently they're taking it out of the eShop and they're taking it off retail um at the end of March. Um I mean, if you put that in perspective, people are literally complaining about the fact that you only have six months to buy something. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. I mean, say that out loud in a mirror if you're somebody in the games media. And I just, I mean, there's got to be a reason why they're doing it this way. It could be, I don't know this for sure, obviously, but it could be they didn't get this done up to par the way they wanted to. They might be taking the retail version off the shelf to add Mario Galaxy 2 and maybe to add some more uh, visual upgrades via uh, via, via an update. Um, or they can just, you know, give them an opportunity to uh, repackage the game with all four titles as opposed to the three titles with better updated visuals. But it's also likely that they could be doing the whole Disney vault thing. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel bad for anyone that doesn't get a switch until April of next year for whatever reason. Right. Cause if they sure. really care about Mario, then they can't buy this. Yeah. I, so I've, I haven't sucks. seen, I haven't seen a switch anywhere. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, they're hard to find right now. That is true. They're, they're selling like hot gigs and I just saw and, one this you know, past weekend. <laughs> like they're, also in, they're also in like short <laughs> supply right now. So yeah, I am surprised that super Mario galaxy two isn't in there. That, that is the weird part. Like where you go, well, wait, if you can do galaxy one, why couldn't you do galaxy two? Right. Like again, I think that's COVID. Uh, There's a lot of stuff. People, people hear this news and they're so disappointed in this news and they forget completely forget the fact that we're in 2020. This is true. I I just don't understand the reaction. It's been nothing but sour grapes. Well, uh, it's been, it's, you definitely see the sour grapes. I saw a lot of hype. I actually saw people, there was a game not included. It wasn't Mario Galaxy 2. It was one of those uh, Paper Mario games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we just kind of got one of those on the Switch. But listen, it is what it is. People find reasons to complain about anything. We work at a company where we get free stuff and people complain about that. So it is what it is. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel bad for people that aren't going to get it in time. I'm sorry. You should have got a Switch. The thing's no, been out I for mean, a year. I, I think it's worth criticism because you're like, hey, when you when you live in this world where like right now you have things like the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, when you have things like Shadow of the Colossus remake that look amazing and beautiful and, you know, they're 30, 40 bucks on those remakes for the most part. I feel like then you come over and you're saying Mario is the king of all kings, right? As far as characters are concerned. And you're like basically saying here are some basic emulator things that are what at mm. least 12 years or older and yeah we're, we're paying, getting mario 64 paying, and sunshine yeah. on the switch that's the big news and you're paying 20 bucks a piece for them for slightly from what i could see from what i saw at least from the sunshine one i mean yeah the graphics were definitely so uh slightly upgraded and there seemed to be a little bit more detail in the background that i could tell things like that you know obviously it's been optimized being uh, 1080p versus the standard 420p from way back in the day, right? Those were the big things I noticed. But it's not like something that was built from the ground up or anything like that. I don't know. I mean, like, I get it why some people are like, eh, I-, I wish there was more to this. Uh, to me, of all the announcements I read on this that got me the most interested, it was probably the Super Mario 35. Like, that's cool to think that they took something like the Tetris 99 that worked so well for them 
and was a pretty popular multiplayer uh, and different yeah, type of battle royale. It still is kind of, yeah. It's and pretty yeah, dope. To make it work for Mario, that sounds cool. Sounds like something I would want to check out. And, and that, that's the thing about the Direct. It, it wasn't just Mario 3D All-Stars. There was a, yeah. all these other things. These are highlights from it that we got out of a Direct that mm. was a surprise True. in a time of COVID. Yeah. To celebrate 30, 35 years of Mario, we're getting 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy on the Switch. Yeah, I can I can tell you that um, 3D World was probably intended to come out this year. Yeah, I agree with you. you know, and, yeah. and, I, and I and I honestly feel like they intended to be able to do a lot more with these with these remasters. But it's like you're sitting there going, "We got to do something to celebrate Mario's 35th." Why don't we just put these out, mm-hmm. leave it on the shelf until March? March is probably where they're targeting this new switch. That I mean, that has that, that might have something to do with it too. Um, I mean, you can patch these things now and 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 make them look better. Um, and didn't they um, get updates to them? I thought they said like this was originally looking like it was going to be announced way back in uh, April or something like that. It was like April or May. I didn't see that. On, like someone had dig dug through all this stuff and basically found that like this has been something that's been in the works for a while and obviously they've had to hold off and alter things you know as covid was going on to figure out what was going to be their best path forward right um yeah but i don't know i I mean is it a fine look i mean yeah i'm glad that those three games are on there if you're telling me that nintendo is overcharging for for its properties to people in relation for how long they've been out i would also point out i'm like that's literally been what nintendo has been doing for the last 20 years that's just what they do and i get that. exactly um, no that's not, you, that's not that's not economically true it's not overcharging if people buy okay, it. okay. that's just not that's not yeah, exactly. i was gonna say that too it's it's we're all still buying it so is it overcharging you know i don't know i mean like is everyone out there still buying you know to the Mario level Kart 8, of, yes. I mean, like, are people still buying <laughs> Breath of the Wild the way they were, say, a year or two ago? Because it, I've, I've got a game that, you know, has sold 100 I, I, million copies that consistently is discounted way more than any of oh these Nintendo games. What game are you talking about, Chris? Why, GTA 5, the best-selling game. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't mention <laughs> another game with a stupid horse. <laughs> that has done well, too. Because I might have blown out of the seat right now. But let's go ahead and go to the next topic. Um, um, Despite what we all think, Mm -hmm. it's already a hit. Yeah. Mario 3D All-Stars isn't even out yet, and it's only going to be out for a short time, and it still managed to become the second best selling game of 2020 on Amazon. It slips in right behind Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. And it continues to fly up the ranks. The limited release of the game has obviously continued, or I'm sorry, contributed to its high pre-order which John and myself have already done. Um, And we must say that we do love a good pre-order. You know what I'm saying? And this is no exception. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also a criticism that came in with um, uh, what what do they call it? Manufacturing demand. Mm -hmm. For example, back, back in the Wii days uh, laying the claim that they didn't make enough Wii's for the sole purpose of driving up demand for it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's smart. Oh, they used to do it all the time way back in the day with the NES and SNES. Oh, my that was, God. That's what oh got everyone to break away to Sony. I don't recognize the second word you said at all. SNES is Never a beautiful will. word. No, it's not. You keep this up, Ricky Bobby, and I don't think that you're going to be able to read anything about Cyberpunk. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> all right, Chris, time to Xbox, Xbox fanboyism and Cyberpunk love. Do it. 
Uh, we have a leak, gentlemen. It started last night. And to their credit, they confirmed this pretty fast. Microsoft has confirmed the existence of the Xbox Series S and that it will retail for a cool $299. It has been called the smallest Xbox ever, according to the company. The specs have also been confirmed. Uh, It will support 1440p with up to 120 frames per second, ray tracing, and include a 512 gig custom SSD. Additionally, even though it's not on here, it was also revealed that this console will come out November 10th. Uh, according to Xbox, we will learn more soon, but in addition, leaks have shown that the Xbox Series X will retail for $499, that's a rumor, uh, with a $35 per month Xbox All Access financing option. If you want the Series S, it's rumored that it will be $25 a month. Um, How many months would you have to have to pay it off? I think, do the math? Like, I think it's like a year or two. I can't remember. Somewhere in so there. So 35 times 12 equals 500 Okay, well, yeah. Sure. No, I'm asking. Uh, let's check it out. I want to see. So, 35. I think usually the way it works is that ah. you're paying for, uh, you're also technically paying for Ultimate Games Pass or maybe just regular Games Pass because that's why they do this stuff. Um, oh, well. Yeah, it was definitely the worst kept secret, you know, <laughs> over the last month. Uh, but apparently, I my belief is, is that Microsoft leaked this stuff because it was like too perfect of a leak, right? Like the other stuff, the controller and all that, I think that was a a legit leak. Like, you know, hey, we're putting all this stuff out here. And then someone finally looked at the back of the package and read it and then said, post that to the web, right? Like that's a very different thing than this. We're just happened to go to one of the biggest leakers out there. And then looks like it has perfect capture from a... Uh, from a uh, video that went to YouTube about eight hours after the initial leak happened. Right. And Microsoft's over there playing coy, putting up memes and, you know, looking at UIs and things like, and then all of a sudden, fine, it's official. It's real. We admit this. I think this was them saying, okay, we want to get this out. Let's tease this because we know that it's going to be the lowest price of all of them, no matter what. And I think it might be at most them saying we don't think that Sony can go below five hundred dollars. So for now, we'll let the idea that the that the uh, Series X is going to be four ninety nine. And if Sony surprises us, then we can just go ahead and say, "Oh, your leaks are wrong on that, and that it's actually this price to match them." That's probably what they'll end up doing. The fact that Xbox just told me today that I can get a I can buy a console for three hundred dollars with mm-hmm. ray tra- tracing, solid state drive and 1440p yeah um because 1440p is really all i i don't really care about um anything above that i mean that just makes it more that's a sweet deal particularly particularly they're boasting the same load speeds Mm -hmm. and everything you know that that the main that the main console that, that that the big boy is 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 boasting so i'm kind of like Oh, I kind of want to do this anyway now. <laughs> I'll pay two ninety nine for that. I think yeah, it'll be I don't. I don't think I'm uh, excited at all for it. Still, I I don't know what's yeah. up with me. I'm not excited about the S, the X, the PS five. Like, I don't know. I don't mean to be the downer in this in this there's conversation. Not something that's like screaming next gen to you right now yeah. to go along with these things, right? Like mm-hmm. the biggest 
exclusive this fall, the two big ones are going to be <laughs> Spider-Man, which is a, just a build off, you know, the previous game, but with better. You shut abilities. your mouth, Chris. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the other one being, uh, I guess probably the Crossfire X and that's only just because Remedy is working on it. And I don't think uh, that's probably going to be anything huge, right? Like, just I, I don't, I don't, one. that could be the reason. Yeah. Uh, I, nothing just feels, I just don't have excitement building up about this console, this new series of consoles, because hmm. I think we're at a point where we're going to see how much better can graphics get. And I know you're like, well, dude, go look at, you know, how GoldenEye looked when it came out on N64 and look at the games we got now. One day, the games we have now will look like what GoldenEye looks like to us now. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the case. I uh, think the big thing for this generation that I am interested to see in is just the fact that these are both having SSD and it looks like NVMe SSDs for loading the games. That's going to do a wealth of good for the quality of life for them. Just how yeah. well they work, how well they can load things quickly. Um, you know, when when you can load in a world in two to three seconds, it can like a very long draw distances that's a lot better than like saying having a, a traditional hard drive right where there's serious limitations just because of how fast the system can process it right can process the file from memory to the visuals so that that is a big deal and i think that could make some big leaps and bounds but you're probably right in the sense of outside of like sure unreal 5 will have more ability will have better light what's that uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have their light lighting abilities and of course as ray tracing begins to expand more and more and get more refined that will be big right but it's probably not going to be the type of leap of say like from n64 to uh or i should say from ps1 to ps2 right right so i, I could be wrong we what i hope doesn't happen for me personally is that i have no excitement and then all of a sudden, way past the point where I should have had excitement, I get it, and then I can't find what I want. That yeah. would suck. Yeah. You know, kind of like how Cyberpunk got delayed today. What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 has now entered its final stretch of development, and the developer has expressed confidence that the game will experience no further delays. Woohoo! Project Red CFO... Piotr Nijabarovic, I don't know how you say that. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> made these comments during a video recapping the first half of the developer's physical year, stating, when we meet again in this format, Cyberpunk 2077 will have already been released. A delay of a few weeks could still happen, but the title's still in its final stages. So I'd, it's what, it's supposed to be November 18th, so I'd imagine by mid-October, if it's coming out, we should hear that it's going gold. And then I will be a very happy boy. I will drink beer. John will will not in agreement with that. Yeah, uh, I like when I, I say a lot of things like like uh, Piotr said. Mm -hmm. I I think in advance, like when something big in my life is going to happen, and I'll go, you know, if it's like say Christmas, and I'll go by next Christmas. I think I did it this past year where I was like, by next Christmas our plan is to have our own house. Like we'll have a different house for Christmas. Sure. And that was kind of cool how he said that, like the next time we meet in this format, all this, this work we've done. Out. Yeah, it'll be, and I think that's super cool. I'm, I'm getting, I know you've been on the hype train for cyberpunk 
from like CD Project Red is they're your boys, right? Yeah. Uh, Your team, your girls, however you want to say it. But I am getting on that train and I'm like, punch the ticket. Let me on. I'm kind of hype. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go buy a $700 graphics card just for this game. So that could tell you how hype I Yeah. You're playing it definitely on computer. On PC. Yeah, on PC. Oh, whoa, on PC. Whoa, don't need to say uh, it like I said it. Whoa. PC. Whoa. <laughs> if you listen back, I might. Guys, I didn't that say includes what those, I said. I'm also going to be playing with the microtransactions. I know. I know. CD Projekt Red has made some clarifications regarding microtransactions for Cyberpunk that they will not be aggressive. In a recent uh, earnings call, Adam Kieksnitsky, uh, maybe I said that 10% right. Um, I got the Adam part right stated we're never aggressive towards our fans we treat them fairly and we're friendly so of course not we won't be aggressive but you can expect great things to be bought the goal is to design to to design monetization in a way that makes people happy to spend money i'm not trying to be cynical or hide something it's about creating a feeling of value further clarification was made that the single player game will have no microtransactions but will reserve this only for the multiplayer I totally trust them on this just because they've earned that reputation. I mean, they charged me for two expansions and I feel like I got more than 99% of other expansions uh, for games this generation. I get it. Like the multiplayer aspect of it. Definitely. If you can find a way to make money off of that, that's a good thing for everyone. I don't have a problem with it. And I'm sure it will probably just be primarily cosmetic things uh, that people would be buying as opposed to buying victory right they would rather you earn things in your world well uh because of you i believe that the company will not no i'm saying you you said before how much you played the expansions and how good they were Mm. on the witcher and things like that so i believe you and if you believe that the the cd project red people and you know what they do i'm gonna believe these microtransactions will be you know not Anything get, not not cool. Now, if they get bought by EA tomorrow, I take all that back. Yeah, we take it all back. I'm just saying. Yeah. John. You got an update? You're, does John have an iPhone? Do you have a... Well, I'm making it you, I guess. Do you have an iPhone? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you it's think epic. it's epic? Is it epic? <laughs> but you don't uh-huh. have anything epic on it. Uh, epic... Uh, yeah epic Whoa. has made a move to try to get the court to force apple to reinstate fortnite to apple's app store since the removal from the app store daily ios fortnite players have dropped by over 60 percent. this preliminary injunction has been filed uh while the two parties wait for the hearing on september 28th the judge Ivan Gonzalez Rogers had previously ruled that apple did not have to put fortnite back in its app store because epic hadn't proved any harm had been done to the uh, to, uh, after Epic quote strategically chose to breach its agreement with Apple. End quote. I wonder where this judge is uh, leaning. Um, but it's like this this does not bode anyway. well for um, for Epic because it's like uh, it's, <laughs> it's basically it's basically a injunction. But the piece of paper says but. But they took our candy away, and now we can't have any more candy. I mean, they're just doing what legal people do. John, if you if it was your favorite candy and it was taken away, wouldn't you want it back? Yeah. Only if I could get it in another store like Steam. Because they're just going to sit there and say, like, look, we are 
they're, they're only doing this right now, filing these ones at this moment because they want to be able to go to their fans and say, we're fighting the good fight. We're trying to do right by you. We want to get back on there for you just as much as you want it. You know, they already, like I said, both these sides know where this is heading. And it's basically the decision of what is Apple going to do? Are they going to settle or are they going to roll the dice? I don't think they roll the dice just because that's, that's a really big risk, you know, and they'll work something out or else. Kind of like putting it in bareback, you know, what, what happened? Uh, I look forward to future updates from that, that situation. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just wonder why Google is not involved yet. It's almost like they've decided to go after Apple for now. Well, is see, Google of, was tied into the Stadia, and well, yeah. that, hasn't been, that hasn't been going good. That's well, probably why. Like, I know Google's in the lawsuit, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's incentive for, for Google if, if Epic does win that. Yeah. To some degree or comes to an agreement. And especially if, man, if Microsoft gets involved in this, then it really gets interesting, right? But we'll see. We shall see. Much like I'm going to see in VR very <laughs> soon in Minecraft. A new free update for Minecraft on PlayStation 4 will add PlayStation VR support later this month. Which is like, um, you know, it's already like, the ninth when you guys hear this so uh not hopefully not too much longer microsoft wait rewind restart minecraft uh x how do i say this versus i don't know what you know cross. what is that cross. microsoft and then the, the cross you're just saying vr will be breaking one, down he's breaking uh, down it's falling apart i just that threw me for a loop um it will be 100 percent the same minecraft game that players are used to there's been no official release date other than September of 2020. Do you remember? But Mojang has promised it has, quote, finished the final bits of polish to the experience. Hmm. The patch will arrive for the main Minecraft game. So anyone like myself who has Minecraft, 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 <laughs> Minecraft on PS4 will get the patch automatically. So that's very good news for me. And it might, it, I think it might be a pretty cool experience. I'm being quite honest. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We'll see. I keep getting messages oh. about DJ stuff. This is crazy. Hey, John. Finally this week. No, he didn't. That's not that's not acceptable. Finally no. This week. We are on our final piece of news. And John, you want to no, read I about Chris was, I, got, I thought Chris was doing this. Chris read like three in a row. He's out. I would love back? it if John read this one. I need you to read this one, John. No? Uh, Cap is back, out. sort of. You want me to do a job? <laughs> Read it. I'll bail you out. Ain't no bailing um, me out. I wrote the thing. Uh, Cap is back, sort of. EA Sports has announced that Colin Kaepernick will be making his return to Madden. In a statement from EA, quote, Colin Kaepernick is one of the top free agents in football and a starting caliber quarterback. The team at EA Sports, along with millions of Madden NFL fans, want to see him back in our game, uh, according to the PR firm we hired. We've had a long relationship with Colin through Madden NFL and worked through our past soundtrack mistakes. Starting today in Madden NFL 21, fans can put Colin Kaepernick at the helm of any NFL team in franchise mode as well as play with him in play now. 
We look forward to seeing Colin on Madden NFL teams everywhere. Cap comes in at an overall 81 rating, which is higher than Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. As long as the NFL was consulted on this, I don't care. Yeah. Do what you want. I'm sure that's why it happened now, right? Because it's been pretty clear to anyone's followed this that like for about the last month and a half, Roger Goodell is doing everything he can to try to get this idea of like, yeah, we kind of messed this up and we apologize and we want to move on. Right. Well, consistently, um, the only thing they messed up from a PR perspective was mm-hmm. not being, was, was making a decision and sticking with the decision. Mm. That's, that's, that's what they did. That's how they messed up. They didn't stick to their own decision regardless of what it is. And I don't care what it would have been. I don't yeah. care. But I'm sure they probably have said for the last year or two here, or maybe three, um, TEA when he wasn't on team, like, no, don't put him in the game, you know? And I could easily see they, they list him there. So, again, this this feels like two sides coming together. It's actually nice news for EA because they had other news this week that was really pissing people off for typical EA reasons, um, you know? Will this make a huge difference? I don't know. Um, it's just funny that he's rated higher than Baker Mayfield. Because <laughs> I hate Baker Mayfield. Just like and I, I don't. I know. I actually. You do. I hated. Hate I, no, I hated Oklahoma Baker Mayfield. Oh. And I, I watched the. Baron I watched. Canyon. I watched some stuff about the Browns. Yeah. And I became kind of a Baker Mayfield fan. May not mm-hmm. be the only one, but it is what it is. Um, I think it's funny he's higher than Cam. That is funny, right? Um, it is what it is, but yeah. So that's news this week. That's it. We're shutting it down. No more news. News team, you get a break till next um Tuesday afternoon. Unless there's another leak. <laughs> if there's another leak, then you might be on call. But uh yeah. if you guys are ready, you know I don't ever wrap things up, but we can and, and move on to the emails and social media aspect of the show if you guys want to just be safe never let's peace out Electronic mail from the future. Um, every week we point out that if you'd like to email the show, you can do so at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Chris, this is when I need you to say that's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. <laughs> weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like, am I going first? Who's going first? Uh, you're doing that Dave one. If you want to read Dave first, do it. Okay. Just like yeah. Dave did. Go on, okay. Dave. He says, Dear Richards, first off, Sean. What's up? Welcome back, sir. Thank you so much. So great to hear your voice, and I'm glad to know you are improving. Yes, sir. I'm a bit behind and still in the middle of the flight simulator episode, but having the three amigos back together is pure gold and a highlight of my past several weeks. Love it. Uh, TMI story time, boys and girls. As a man of 43 years, I had a old man. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Henry. Oh, it is. Yeah. I had a minor hemorrhoid surgery last week. Whew. Let me tell you, if you Richards or any fellow listeners haven't dealt with the arse 
grapes as of yet. Get ready. <laughs> They're terrible. That's the I've never I've never I've never heard of R scrape ever. But now that's all I'm gonna say. There you go. Uh that's the problem with getting old. Your butt starts to sag, and the next thing you know, your intestines turn inside out. And you're feeling like a baboon every time you get up to use the porcelain throne. A Ziploc bag of man wipes helps, but they only get you so far before medical attention is needed. The good news, however, is post-surgical rectical, rectical uh, recovery means a lot of couch time and lots of binge watching, which leads me to the point of this email. HBO is killing it. What? Having done nothing but lie around, <laughs> eat bland food, and stare at screens for several days, I give you the fellow uh i give you fellow entertainment aficionados my thoughts prayers and recommendations thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers based on what my wife your wife wife, and i have watched on hbo first i mentioned the discord but i'll say for the listeners who have not participated in the weekly game shed discord that everyone should be listening and checking out primal is one of the best shows i've seen in a while dave that's on my list i'll tell you now uh my wife ran your wife on it and said, what's this? And I said, I don't know, but well, let's watch it. It has a dinosaur. Right. After the first episode, we looked at each other and said, that was awesome. Turns out it got 100% Rotten Tomatoes. And that's the reason. We blazed through all five episodes in just two sittings. It's a cartoon, but don't let that turn you off. The art is amazing. The music phenomenal. And the story is unique. All you need to know is that if, uh, if a show about a caveman and dinosaur interests you at all, just do it. Also, highly recommend going in blind. Richards can thank me later. It is bad arsh. Tim Richards. Nice. Uh, next up, we got Raised by Wolves. I actually watched the first episode of this, by the way. What? It's pretty tight so far. Raised by Wolves. It just came out. It's on HBO. No, he watched, he watched Lovecraft. Lovecraft oh, Country. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did scrib. Uh, next, we watched Lovecraft County. Imagine a world <laughs> in a world where the Lovecraftian stories <laughs> take place in the heat of the civil rights movement. It couldn't have been more perfectly timed out with our world's current events. Uh, and the production value is off the chart 8.75 Richard so far. I think it's like four episodes in. I've been saving it and waiting till close to the end and I'll binge it. Uh, then we watched Raised by Wolves. It's a sci-fi series done by Ridley Scott where a couple Who? of androids. Ridley <laughs> Scott. Uh, where a couple of androids are trying to raise human, human uh, children on another planet. Again, amazing production. And the story totally has us hooked with story and themes. 8.75 Richard so far. He also said, uh, I think the first three episodes are out right now. So for you to go check out if you want. Then finally, there's the Val. And now my email takes a turn for the serious. Guys, everyone needs to watch this show. I agree with you. Uh, it, it's about a high control group, otherwise known as a cult called Nexium. Uh, what sets this show apart from what most people imagine when they think about shows about cults is that the, it humanizes the cult leader as well as the so-called cultist who got involved because of his predatory manipulative practices. It's a really tough viewing, but I think it's important because of how it explicitly demonstrates the concepts of ga- uh, sorry, gaslighting, manipulation, and coercion, as well as rectifying misconceptions about susceptibility. Most of us, I think, are impervious to being snowed by a sociopath or cult, but this show masterfully depicts just how easy it can be to get sucked into unhealthy groups, relationships, or ideas, even if the motives are seemingly innocent and or pure. And also removes the stigma of cult, 
cultists. They're not always wide-eyed, mindless drones who wear flowing robes in a peyote-induced orgy. They can be easily as smart, talented, and successful people who have great ideas and just wanted to change the world for the better. They just landed in the wrong spot at the wrong time, got manipulated by the wrong person or people. I cannot recommend this show enough. 9.5 Richards. I'll leave it at that. If you haven't seen any of those, those are my recommendations on your playlist for your TV watching the next week. I'm guessing you will not be disappointed. If you are, you can each kick me in the groin the next time we hang out. Anywho, should you decide to give any of these a try, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and prayers on any of them. Your saggy old bud, David in Northern Virginia. I, great, I'm with, great, I'm with great him. email. Thanks I'm with for- him on the vow. Thanks totally. for taking the time to write that much into us. I love it because, yeah. you know, you took the time to write into us. And I, and I believe you on your Richards. Uh, I don't watch as much HBO as I should because I just find that, I don't know, it's hard for me to go find stuff. But this will help me a lot. And uh, I really, really can't thank you enough, Dave. Yeah. Hope you're doing well, man. I had a, a Henry one time, but I just use like... um the the prep H wipes and they were great. They were fan, they were fantastic. <laughs> but By yeah, I way, think all I think all three of us have had our um hen, our Henrys at one point, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes you do. Yes you do. <laughs> arse grapes. Oh, arse grapes. A uh, second email comes in uh from Lucy. Hi Lucy. It says, "Hey guys, some thoughts and comments." Um she says, I think I told you, uh, and I, maybe I think you did in previous emails, but I believe you're so cool. Um, she sent in her written comments. Um, basically, it was our review on iTunes because at this moment, she just really couldn't do anything else. Um, she also added some thoughts on films that should be on video games and award season um, that she thinks it'll be so cool. And uh, XOXO, Lucy, thank you so much for that email. That list is very, very long. Not That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but in, in scrolling through it, um, uh, I think, uh, I'm trying to get down to the movie things. I'm seeing things like perhaps people should watch more Christopher Nolan's films. Uh, Chris would not disagree with that. By the nope. way, did, did you go see Tenet tonight? I've, whatever I've been it's called? holding, I'm holding out. I need to figure out a day that's like in the middle of a week where I can just go at like four 30 or something like that. She says, uh, you should also watch more Tarantino movies for like their gore. You're uh, agreed. Not so much for the gore, but for the dialogue. <laughs> I like, uh, I think Tarantino movies may be becoming my favorite movies. Mm. I don't know. She goes on to mention that she does like love. I'm sorry. Horror films. Um, John loves horror. Yeah. Uh, what, well, I, that brings me to say, um, are there any movies that are, you know, with Dave's, HBO stuff and with Lucy's email, are there any listeners that have, uh, it is getting to be fall ish soon. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, we start getting some ideas on your favorite Halloween movies, even if they're not, you know, Halloween. And I say that because of horror and Halloween's associated with horror movies, you know? So maybe we get a couple of uh, emails from you guys in on that. Who knows, John, uh, we have an email from, uh, Dan. It looks like, right. Oh yeah. Hey guys. Hey, hey, hey. So, <laughs> so pleased to hear Sean back on the mic, Chris. How was it? So 
and a scholar for stepping in as John's wingman, but it was fantastic to hear my boy back where he should be. Uh, he meant, I meant to email in over the past few months and kept forgetting, though I finally got around to it this time. Firstly, John, good work on Sekiro. The game is hard as if I am making my second attempt at the moment too, and I'm doing all available paths before I try Gidichiro again. He was my wall last time. The time I had away from the game has meant that this time around I am far more capable and having a much better uh, time. The fact that I have finished a Souls game, um, uh, uh, Dan, means that among the three of us, I'm the most talented, gifted, best gamer in this particular group. Uh, 100%. John, what are your tips for me as I'm approaching the midpoint of the game? I have heard that the difficulty ramps up quite a bit in the last third. That is a hundred percent true. You're yeah. going to, uh, you're going to basically um, my, just if you haven't already just really, really start to rely heavily on, on a lot of your um, power ups that you have, I don't, you know, stuff that um, ups your attack levels, things like that. Just kind of learn to, find a strategy that works but mostly really lean in on the um the parrying um and and just don't avoid being hit just just what's take that, the hit and um what's the one sword that you get that's like at the, the mortal blade yeah that thing can do some major damage if well it only right. does damage it doesn't i mean it only does damage when it calls on you to execute something that needs to be executed now, there's it's not something maybe it's not that then it's like a sword and it's like got a redness to it is that the mortal whoa one? whoa what are we talking about <laughs> stds what, oh, what? <laughs> but like i remember gang then like uh i actually think the fight he's thinking about well no wait janitro is you mentioned that's the mid that's the mid-level boss that's yeah. where that's where the no boss yeah you get it after that the one i'm thinking of but like when you when I fought the corrupted monk for the first time, I was amazed how much damage that sword, whatever it was, I can't remember now. Uh, maybe it was the mortal, the mortal bay. I don't know. Well, the uh, thing, the thing that I was, the thing that I started to heavily rely on in the in the second part of the game was the umbrella and all the upgrades for yeah. the. That yeah, was a very, was good. Uh, very good uh, mechanic. So I would, I would definitely beef that one up on your on your stats as soon as you can above all else. Uh, second, as you were all now part of the PC master race, you have thought about doing any, have you thought about doing any mods for content for the show? There are tons <laughs> for all the gamers you love and could be interesting, even if just for your personal gaming sessions. Lastly, I too watch AGD. Just, just games done quick. That's fine. Oh yeah. If you're interested, there's a, a secure run that took just one hour and 35 uh, minutes on YouTube. Anyway, That's crazy. Uh, I have rambled on for far too long just to say game on to all you Richards. Game on, Dan. Order on, Dan. All. Um, uh, one of the one YouTuber I like is I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, as far as Sekiro goes, he talks about he he calls himself the Sekiro Guru. Hmm. Um, and he has this really funny <laughs> he has this really funny comedic approach to him playing, um, Sekiro. Uh, he he does like comment commentary with his walkthroughs, and he he referred to it, he referred to himself in the beginning of the playthrough as Johnny Sekiro, <laughs> hmm. as if to say that was his last name or something. But uh, anyway, thanks for the email. Great stuff. Uh, oh, next email. Uh, oh. mod? He said, oh, "Have we ever thought about doing mods? I mean, I guess we've never thought about downloading mods to to D 
do a stream with them. Um, I definitely can tell you the three people in this room do not have the skill skills required to make their own mods for games. At you this don't point. know. I do know. I, I know you, John. I know your face. <laughs> uh, we also have an email from uh, Matthew, which I just so you know, I call you Matthew when I read it uh, before we go on air with the emails, sir. You just apparently go by Matt, but thank you for writing in. First of all, Sean, welcome the F back. Thank you, sir. It's good to be back. The intro song from the Bulls was on point, gave me chills. That was a very, that was probably our best intro ever. If I had to say uh, in all seriousness, I hope you feel better soon. Thank you. I'm getting better every day. Um, Chris, you're a top notch gentleman for stepping in in a moment of crisis. Thank I hope you. you stay on bro, because the three of you bring a very unique perspectives and you guys have an amazing dynamic that I've enjoyed listening to for over 100 episodes by now, sir. We have over 250 episodes out. Need you to tighten up. Kidding. Love you. I get that the pressure to play games week after week can get old, However, I know that spending this kind of time with close friends week after week is extremely rare once you get to our age. Does it? Do we? Is it? (laughs) I'm somewhat envious. It may be why I enjoy your show so much because I feel like I'm hanging with the boys, even though you guys don't know me. We do kind of know you. Now Um, on Amazon. uh, You guys are our main source for gaming news and reviews. I feel I know by now who, who my taste in gaming line up with at WGC. Nonetheless, you guys always give honest and unbiased opinions that I find priceless. You often will define what I play and discover. That means that actually means that line right there, dude, that whole, those sentences mean a ton to me. And I'm sure to John and Chris as well, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I really enjoy listening to you three and to hear your debates. That's mostly Chris and John when they are together, not me. Currently, I'm sad over my Raptors losing twice to the Celtics, but they need to get better in order to win. They need uh, last year's team back to win because they, they're not going to beat the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics have been their kryptonite all season. Uh, this was sent six days ago, Chris. Are the Celtics and Raptors still in a series? I don't even know. They are. They uh, they tied up. Oh, so they're good. So you got hope. You got hope, Matt. It's good. Uh, I'm playing. Do they play tonight? No, they played last night. That's right. Yeah, they tied up last night. So you tied up. Said uh, Miami. Looks like they might knock out Milwaukee here. They're up by uh, by nine. That's a shock to me, honestly. (laughs) Um, Matt says he's playing ranked Apex Legends on PS4 with some friends. And when he wants to relax, he plays Ghost of Tsushima on his Ooh. new Samsung Q80T 75-inch QLED 4K TV. That's, That's John's favorite brand. Dude, I cannot. I love Samsung as well. I cannot play on a big TV anymore. It destroys. I just can't do it. Uh, and really? he dreams about flying to Japan. Japan. Uh, he was playing Ghost on a 55-inch 1080p TV, and he didn't get why people said it was gorgeous. As soon as he switched to his... Uh, his current the tv i just mentioned his oh oh my yeah oh my effing oh my effing god what a difference i'm not even on a ps4 pro bro can you imagine if you were that being said as i get older he's saying he's 39 um yeah i'm having a hard time with large open world games indeed right they've Mm -hmm. kept my attention for maybe one to two hours but that's it i've been unable to finish red dead for that reason I probably will finish Ghost because it has a great fast travel system. John approves. And That's I can true. knock off a few missions and log off without losing the thread. I That's feel true. you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, of note, the load times on Ghost are so amazing. It really makes me wonder what other games like Red Dead are doing wrong. They're just not as good. Red Dead sucks. 
Um, they, uh, I think Ghost has a lot of issues or compromises it makes to pull off what it's doing for its fast travel system. Uh, Matt, you just say, Matt, thanks so much for the email. And there's your PlayStation IDs and Xbox ID. I'm not going to say those out loud um, unless you just want to, you know, we have thousands of people who listen to the show unless you want all of those people to be your friends. Millions, John. Millions and millions. Uh, And our last email, John, is from Chris. 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 Right. Way to be back with me, John. Thank you so much, sir. Love the podcast (laughs) as normal. And you should try Saints and Sinners on PSVR. It's amazing. What? So enjoy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and look Look up up. Saints and Sinners. Well, the first thing that comes up, I'll tell you right now, isn't the VR game. It's the tattoo. So uh, let's go see what this is. Uh, What is this? The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners? Walking Dead. That's it. VR? I keep seeing it on Steam going, that looks cool. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, on Steam, it's got a 9 out of 10 currently, John. 96% of Google users like it. And uh, the audience rating right here is a 4.7 out of 5 stars. So he might be on to something, guys. Who knows? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Well, if you don't like sending emails, if that's not your thing, you'd rather send us a tweet. You can do so um, on Twitter at Weekly Games Chat, where you can see um, things that we post or that we um, forward or comment on or whatever. Um, double checking our messages. We don't have any now, so I'll go to our notifications. Not that many this week. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Opa, aka 8 Bit Opa. Um, he was able to get a beta for the. Um, a Shadowlands beta for World of Warcraft. And it was pretty cool. I actually replied to him on that. Sean uh, hates him now. <laughs> I actually, let's see, I replied. To, he did two things. So the first one was saying he got into the beta hype. Um, and I said, congrats, my dude. I wish upon a star that I get, I get in, which I actually do. Um, and he said, thanks, my man. I don't think I've ever had a beta in WoW. Side note, um, check your drop down. He doesn't have a, he didn't get our notification which is, which is weird. I don't know what's going on with that. He also, um, right after that, he said, and this relates directly to world of Warcraft said the amount of people who still think hunters, um, can be res is staggering. That was removed years ago. Pass it around. So sir, I'm doing you a solid and passing that around. Um, I actually replied to you and said, so cool that you use Hunter. My main is a Hunter as well, which you said, um, that you've only swapped to it just a few months ago. Um, it's been dormant. Um, and then you talked about a lot of wild stuff like running keys and stuff, but that's really cool. I actually see you in our discord a lot, um, you know, playing wild and doing the things, getting hyped up for, uh, you know, the game that's coming out very soon that we're all excited about in the wild community. Um, then you can also see things like when we forward the information about the super Mario direct that I forwarded immediately, you know, after, I learned about it. Um, I also forwarded the news about Rocket League's online play. Well, it will not be requiring PlayStation Plus or Nintendo Switch online when it goes free to play. That's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, I'm going to see if we've got any uh, new followers. Let's see. Um, how do I see? I always get very confused here. Followers. There it is. Um, no, we have followed everyone back, which I'm cool with. Um, 
I don't remember saying this before. Did any of you guys come on here and already follow these folks back? Who are you asking? <laughs> no. You and Chris. No? I'm not. Okay. So then we've already said, I just don't, you know, my memory's kind of shot. I don't remember that. So I think that's all I want to point out on the Twitter for this week. Again, if you want to say anything to us on the Twitter or check out things we forward, you follow us at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter and emails, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, if you're old school, you remember the days of Facebook. We don't use that thing at all anymore. I'm thinking about launching either a um, Weekly Games Chat Insta or Snap, but that will require a lot of work, and I'm not sure about that yet. Shout out to everybody on our Discord who follows us. Again, that's another way to get in touch with us on Discord. Uh, boys, you got anything to add? Nothing from me, sir. And nothing at all. We're good to go. Just making sure we got everything tied, T's dotted, I's things, and all that stuff. Now you're in darkness. Yeah. Well, that's, well right now I had the, uh, well, I had the, the screen was bright, and now I cut the screen down, and I'm just back on Discord, which I have in dark mode. Oh, yeah. I don't enjoy the brightness. Um, I'm starving, and I think I smell dinner, so I'm ready to, to be done with this. But um, this has been episode... Oh dear God. 273. Correct. Episode 273. Uh, if you like our show, of course, go to iTunes or any place where you download it. And if they can, if you can leave a remark or give us a rating that helps us tremendously. Um, Lucy, I know that you did that for us in the email part of the show. Thank you so much. Um, if for some reason you don't like us to give us a five star, how about you give us a four star? Huh? Don't go lower than that. We, we'd appreciate that very much. Uh, again, we invite you to any format that you want to get in touch with us, our emails, Twitter, or our Discord. Uh, it's super, super cool. Our fans in the Discord, I'll tell you now, they're nonstop as far as posting funny stuff, interacting with us, um, you know, stuff like that. So with that said, if my friends don't have anything else to say, we're going to conclude episode 273. Craig, we appreciate you. You don't even know we're talking to you because we're talking to you. Um, And I think that's it. So with that, John, are you ready? Chris, are you ready? Sure. All right. I'll say game on, Chris. Thank you so much for playing uh, Marvel Avengers for us today. No problem. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, Johnny Bear. I say peace out, everybody. And I say (laughs) a good life. (laughs) Your mom's box! <laughs> <laughs>